Since 1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Just live. We believe a life is meant to be lived to its fullest potential. In order to do that, you need to feel at your best, both physically and mentally. We founded this community to share what we found as professional athletes that can help people of all walks of life. So, you can go out and do exactly what you're supposed to do. Just live. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Our guest this week, one of the most successful surfers come out of Huntington Beach. From an early age, winning almost every amateur event, NSSA and U.S. team member, he was destined to go pro. He quickly climbed the pro ranks on the Bud Tour right out of high school and found himself competing on the WCT within a couple of years. Way more successful than Late Light. Definitely. <laughs> Juggling a young family and traveling nine, two months out of the year was a lot to handle for this young buck over here. So after a couple of years on tour, he committed to stay home and raise his kids. Such a good dad, dude. Freaking guy. He took his competitiveness and drive and searched and took risks to find the right career. From loan officer to buying and running a Pro-Am Surf Series to a surf industry rep to now owning his own pool service company. Been he is a workhorse in and out of the water. He's a team captain for HB Board Riders Club. We welcome our good friend Jeff Debaugh, Deffenbaugh. Yeah. <sighs> captain America. Oh, I know that America. guy. <laughs> yes. Debaugh. Yes, sir. Dude. Thank yeah. you for 
making our show. I made it. This is long overdue. Yeah, he lives around the corner, and man, we've been at tracking this guy down forever. That's what happens when you're friends, dude. Yeah. You just, you just you're an two. afterthought. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> we'll get him later. Yeah. Know that guy. Yeah. But D-Bop, uh, the name of your pool service, what's it called? Oh, it's ART Pool and Spa. ART Pool yeah, and so Spa. Yeah, so I, I bought my uncle-in-law's pool service, and that was the name that came with it, so stuck with it. Yeah. Ah. ART, don't, I, as far as I know, I think it was, his name's Tom, so there's a T in there, his, his son Austin, and his son Reed. Okay. So it has to be. Art. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> there you go. You know, it's a, you can you always rebrand it, but hey, if people want to go, yeah, how do they reach good. you? It's all good. The yeah. art of pool cleaning, bro. Yeah. Ooh. It is actually an art. You are our pool guy, our personal pool guy. Lar? No. You're not? I'm not. I know. What I feel really bar, bad. Dude. Oh, he's already, yeah, but you know what? He already had his pool it's before really, you, right before. Yeah. Like, yeah, if, so he, yeah. It's really difficult. If it's not broke, don't fix, yeah. Yeah. you know. So if yeah. people wanted to hire you for service, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> You're too busy. You're too busy already. <laughs> so, or how about if, 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 no, if, if there's yeah. somebody if, that's yeah. looking to get Look, into, I, into I the business yeah. and you're like yeah. willing to take For somebody sure. under their wing and, and show sure. them the ropes, you're, you're good at that too. Absolutely. Do you have a website or do you want to? I don't have a website. I don't I don't advertise. Yeah. I've got plenty of work. Just word of mouth. And just yeah. word of mouth. It's all referral biz. Okay. And that's and the best and business. So if anybody been. wants the art of pool service. Yes. Hit up Late Night with Chalky, and we'll, and we'll put in, you yeah. in touch with Jeff D. Bob, <laughs> Def and Bob. Yeah. Well, remember, though, I live in Huntington Beach. <laughs> yeah. I don't really like to... <laughs> we can't go to Germany? <laughs> can't go too far <laughs> off the zip code. We've got a sweet pool in Corona. Can you no. make it? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll forward that Keep to it local. I'll so where do you... What's your farthest... Uh, I, I really don't go that far. I go Huntington, Fountain Valley, dip my toes in Westminster... That's really it, man. No Newport, so, no. No, not right yeah. now. But we've got a good circle of friends that do. Yeah. yeah really good. All right. Well, so it's a, a tight knit like tight-knit. industry. You guys know a lot of people and share resources. Dude, I'm doing and, almost and 90 connecting. pools in one week, man. I can't handle it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Driving too much further. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Might need well, that's, that's a killer Damn. little business that, you know, you're, you're your own boss and. 100%. Linda. Yeah. That's why I, I adventured that direction. Yeah. Well, let's uh, go back in time. Yeah. Yeah. Where did D-Ball start and find surfing? So let's bring it back way back. Way back. Way back in time. Well, I have an older brother, Barry. He's only a year and a half older. And we both um, had our mom moved from Kansas City, Missouri. (laughs) We were real little. We were like, I think, four and five years old. But there's a point where... Uh, so you were born in Missouri? Yeah. Wow. Kansas City, Missouri. That's why we're all about those Chiefs, man. <laughs> Are you still a Chiefs fan? Heck yeah, dude. Tony okay. Gonzalez. I was walking the halls at Huntington Beach High School. Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. You was know, he a Chiefs player? He was a, for Absolutely. A yeah. But he was also... One of uh, the best tight ends ever. Yeah. In the NFL. Okay. Come on, man. Hall of Famer. Yeah. But he played for... And he played for Atlanta. Yeah, and but the Chiefs but was he, where he made, like his, made his name. Like okay. twelve year, fifteen a long mean, time. Like and he's an HB grad. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. This show's not about 
Tony Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. The show's about D-ball. I'm just telling uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so born, <laughs> you and your brother were born so, in Kansas. Yes. Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. And what was it moved out here for? Like, mom just... Mom just, you know... California. Was like, yeah. you know what, I just... She was actually from West Virginia. Met my dad. I don't know exactly how they met. Somehow moved to Kansas City, had us, and things didn't work out, and she moved to California. And I'm guessing she wanted to, I mean, from the stories of her, my aunts was, your mom wanted to move somewhere where the beach was in the name of the city. <laughs> hey, perfect. So, so, ended up in Huntington Beach. And your mom was single? She was single. Single yeah. mother. Yeah. Wow. And then so down the road, our, our she ended up marrying, we had a stepdad. And he surfed, and that's how we got into surfing. Boogie born first, obviously. On Jay Circle, by the way. Yeah, Jay Circle. <laughs> yeah. Became friends with Lar a few years down the road from that, but yeah, dude, it, and that's where it all started. So we so, were. What, so what, your what, stepdad. Our stepdad. Yep. Okay. Was weekend you, weekend warriors. You know, like to surf. And eight, all that. nine, six. Like what? what I was the first. Yeah, my first board, real surfboard, was at nine years old. Awesome. So, so you you were like five years old when you moved here. I was four. Four. Barry was five, almost six. In into Huntington Beach. Correct. Okay. Yep. And then uh, crazy he's a slow. Well, <laughs> he's, he's putting it all together. <laughs> well, he was four, and now he's nine. Yeah. When he had a surf. What happened? Yeah. What happened between yeah. them? Yeah. I don't, dude, I can barely remember what happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, definitely, I mean, we were, we were young, and we played soccer, we were BMXing, we were skateboarding, yeah. dude, that was the, I mean, we had skateboards and BMX bikes laying around everywhere, and, and what, all of our friends in the neighborhood as well. What What's uh, J-Circle, where, whereabouts so is that? J-Circle's is by Beach in Yorktown. Okay. Those are the cross streets. Okay. So, so off Florida. Did, yeah, did you uh, kind of understand? At that age, you're still pretty young and not really knowing. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're like stoked because unknowingly, Missouri, right? To Huntington Beach. Well, California. when you're that young, you, do, you, don't, you don't really know. Yeah. I mean, you're so little, right? Yeah. Yeah, you haven't really hit kindergarten. You're not in set in school yet. So you're just kind of like, it was all new. Pretty vague, and I mean, there was small memories of stuff. You yeah, know, yeah. But, but at nine years old, you you finally at nine surfing. it was we were surfing, you know. But it was we were just going on the weekends here and there after AIYSO or whatever the soccer was and AYSO, yeah. Yeah, and um, like I said, I mean, we were always skateboarding and doing other things too, you know. Yeah, for sports and playing around and um, being a kid. Yeah, being a grom around here. There used what? to be fields and stuff. You remember? Yeah, you guys a lot of must fields. remember. We used to have fields in Huntington Beach. Yeah, it wasn't that we developed? Used, yeah, we had all kinds of. What what beach were 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 you go to like uh, so uh, state beach time, or like, most of the time was the pier? You know, pier? I mean, we straight south into side the pier. North side, straight into it. You know, back then that was like what is that eighty nineteen eighty. I'm yeah. guessing, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I mean, there wasn't it wasn't that crowded, that's for sure. I remember being a grom. There's plenty of parking spaces. There's plenty of yeah. waves coming through. I don't know if you guys remember, but the pier was different. We had a different, different. pier. Yeah, the waves broke different. There Way was better. always an inside shore break for the groms. We don't really have that anymore, but yeah. But I definitely remember that. 
I and we talk about this over over a few different podcasts of like the way breaks, you know, lowers or the pier or different, you know, coastlines have changed over the years. But like, what made Huntington great? You know, obviously it was a, you know, sucked in all the swell from any direction. But the old pier had huge pylons and they're really spread apart because they're so big and that's just the architecture back then yeah and now there's like they're thinner and they're really grouped together so it does something with the, the sandbar like close to the pier there's a lot more sand than there used to be yeah so do Which, you remember it being way better i don't want to say way better it was just different, different. it was definitely different and it was it was more uh kid friendly for sure hmm. it was grom more groms and just the way the waves more groms than now, you think? I Back think then? so. I That's think, a trip. I think it, it was, was more of a group of groms instead of like sporadic you pockets. Know. See, now it's now it's different because nowadays it's like we know, but parents take the kids to the beach, they hang out with the, with the kids, and then drive them home. Before it was all about on your bikes. Or however you wanted to get the down. Parent yourself. involvement the parent was involvement not. Was, yeah, there's was no there. parent involvement back then. Well, yeah. it was, but it was more on the weekend. It was yeah. drop off. Yeah, like, it was like, okay, yeah, go for it. See you yeah. later. See you in three hours or yeah. five hours, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. So what? Uh, your brother's a year and a half older. Was he surfing too? Oh yeah, Barry was definitely surfing. And was he like pushing? It was you competitive. Along? Yeah, it was super competitive. Well, I shouldn't say super. It was competitive. We didn't really realize it was competitive, but it was. Yeah. You know, we're always pushing each other. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's you're just having fun. You want to one up your brother. Yeah. You know, like every day, every session. Oh, yeah. you see yeah. that one? <laughs> you see that one? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, did Barry get a board first, or did you guys get one at the same time, or did you have to share one? So, <laughs> yeah, we had to share one. Good question. Well, kind. Of, well, when we we're yeah, when the very beginning was just going out on our stepdad's board and trading off. That's how it started to yeah. standing up, and and once. We figured out real quickly, our mom and uh, our stepdad Pat at the time was like, okay, um, this guy's, you know, they started talking to us about getting our own boards. Yeah. You know? And we were like, yeah, we did. Oh, did gosh. you get hooked, like, we were right off the bat? Pretty hooked, yeah. But it, we didn't live right by the beach like, like some other people did, so or some of the other friends of ours. So we definitely had, to, had a little bit of a further ride on our bike, so it was a little bit more tricky. Don't but. give me that further ride. Yeah. Beach in you Yorktown, all, bro. You know that you didn't live. You lived a, even further than all of Jeez us. Jeez so. Louise, you guys are wusses. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, do you remember like seeing kids on the on the beach that you're kind of like all learning, and then later they're like, you ended up, you know, like we met like a few years later, but you know, who was the group that you guys, you and your brother, like surfed with? Like anybody? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're still really good friends with, you know. Brian Patch Klein, yeah. Cabbage Patch, yes. Scotty. Uh, we were close with those guys. Um, who we very, very first started off with was uh, two twins that were um, Justin and Mike Fink that nobody really knows, but we were really close with them. And they were into skateboarding and surfing, and surfing kind of took took the second, you know, they pushed aside. The the, yeah, they went skateboard direction. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was, she's, I can't even think right now off the back, you know, who, who was there? There was, um, Moitz? No, I'm just trying to think. All I remember was being, like, like Mark, Paul Austin, like, were they a little, they were a little bit older, but uh, they were out there. I mean, we basically, so Barry and I, to just to fast forward just a hair, but 
when we actually surfed for a few years, um, and in junior high, it was that's when it really clicked. You know, we always saw Mike Madison out there. You know, you saw Tim Brandon out there. You know, you saw Mark Austin, like yeah. you just mentioned. Yeah. Tim Brandon. Um, yeah. And then the, the older there was an older group of guys, a couple years older. So Albert Taylor, Albert Taylor yeah, yeah. right. Because Colby Outlaw. So you saw. So yeah, going I mean, back to it, when you're yeah. just beginning, right? Okay. And it's just like fun and games, right? Like yeah. you're borrowing your your stepdad's board, and you know you're seeing other kids that are pretty good, right? Out, you well, know that are surfing well, yeah. That are really surfing, you know, not just standing up and like trying to hold on, right? Right. And then you start progressing. You get your own board, and now you're getting older, and you're like, damn, like my brother's getting better. That kid, you know, Tim Brandon and well, freaking. Oh yeah, and I forgot to mention there was a super grom at the time, Craigie Echigorian. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and he was, uh, re- he was two years or three years younger. Than I can't remember. He's a year younger than me. I so think. okay, so two years younger, but. Maybe he was prodigy. a prodigy. He was, re- I think he was like seven or eight years old, and he was out getting pushed into waves by everybody. Yeah. But he was the Tom Carroll, right? Yeah. Yes. He was already on, you know, like doing it. Style that for, yeah. And, I mean, like, you, you understand, you, you don't understand that you're in Surf City, too. Like, yeah. a city that is. A beach town that is like world renowned. Yeah, you don't yeah. realize that until later. Well, we didn't know, but, yeah, but but what I'm saying because like, it wasn't back then. There was no surf city back then. What you're talking about was way. It well, wasn't like you had Bud Lamas and you had. You did, but there was Robert there was, August. There's tons of people that you know. We had a paved the way. I mean, we had Main Street with a lot of shops. Yeah, and the surf and, culture was and then was definitely sure. yeah yeah. yeah. We were in deep, but we had no idea we were. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you had no you're, clue. You're, you're just kids learning how to surf. Yeah, but you know, as you get older and you get better, and you're starting to see these other kids that are ripping Craig yeah. Etchegoyen, Tim Brandon, Mark Austin. You're like, whoa! Like these kids are, are good, and our you know our city, our beach. There's a lot of freaking rippers. You yeah, know? I mean, I that's why I'm I'm just tripping. I mean, I'm missing right now. I'm I'm missing probably. 10 to 15 guys. Yeah, off, Albert Taylor. Off the top of my head, I can't even... Yeah. Bobby Lockhart, so the, the Kenans, the... You know, they're the Tice brothers. Tice brothers. Yeah. There. I mean, there was a... I mean, there's just so many guys to go down the list. It, it's tough to even even flashback. Yeah, and Kobe Outlaw. I mean, you, you mentioned Kobe Outlaw, but, like, these guys were, you know, yeah. in the magazines and shit. You yeah. know, like... Well, they... All where it really came from was, okay, as soon as I was, like, look... I was in fifth grade looking at going into junior high school and then but then you're looking at those guys and the surf team program for Huntington Beach High School yeah. and Chuck Allen and then all these guys you're like okay and you're seeing everybody in the water and and you're just a grom just get like, fired up just like oh I want to be like that guy I want to yeah. be like that guy and I love Kirk Tice Kirk Tice was like my idol for a few years yeah. and part of it I, I didn't realize was just because he was he was winning a lot of events or doing really well in the events but he was so motivated. Like he was when I would show up at the beach, guys would say, "Kirk Tice, he's one of the first guys in the in the water. He's one of the last guys in the water. He's doing all these things." And you know, so yeah. I was like, "Well, I want to work at that." Yeah, yeah. And your time you worked in. at it. You, you didn't want to do Lloyd Tice. You didn't want to be Lloyd Shane Tice. started. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane, I mean, yeah, Lloyd is you know how we all know him, but 
he was he honestly was really talented yeah a yeah. talented surfer but the mind wasn't there yeah but he him and my brother were way more similar they they didn't that's, fit in that's they, funny they didn't fit in the contest arena at that well they always wanted to kind of do their own thing they i mean they always had these moments of like Dude, that guy just did something so gnarly. Yeah. Just threw the biggest spray I've ever seen, but then they disappear for a month. Yeah. You know, you're like, okay, and then I'm just not interested. Yeah. It's just yeah. so let's different. Your your brother is a year and a half older than you. Did he progress faster than you? Or yeah, he's obviously he was you know a little older, a little bit more mature, but yeah. not much. But I was following real close throughout. You know, what was yeah. the first? What was your first board that like? Your you know stepdad Pat and where you guys went to this okay shop. my first or well my style. very first board was a Carl Hayward single fin black rails bluish weird fade spray I remember it custom you know. no oh, used, used board killer single For, fin Hayward yeah. yeah and my first wetsuit was a Alita black body uh, turquoise arms. You know, yeah. I was like, dude, this is the best. <laughs> Flat line. How big was the, the board? Or, or the board was way too big for me, but it was like a six six hours, yeah. five ten or something. And I was, you know, I was probably like eighty something pounds or less. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, dude, and I, then yeah, I advanced. Suits. Yeah, but after that, I advanced from that board. At about, I'm gonna say, I only had that board for like six months, and I ended up with a, a used. I can't remember who whose it was. But it was a twin fin Sam Hawk, nice. pink rails, pin line, you know, wing swallow. The thing was sick. Yeah, that thing. Didn't you ride in Bud's event the other day? <laughs> That'd be oh, sick today, right? Be so sick. It was a little board though. That was a, so yeah. So, at that early age, did you get better than your brother? No. You never got better than Barry your brother until later. I, no, yeah, I was wasn't better. Because I know Barry was. saying I'm better is yeah. a hard thing. Yeah. Barry, was, Barry, Barry had Barry rips. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I I, you, I I think the analogy you're looking for is he was better in a jersey competition. I had, yeah. yeah, like yeah. I said with, with, with the Tyson, you know. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like yeah. it's 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 funny to hear those stories of like, holy shit, man, my little brother's starting to you know so, take me out in contests. So here's you know? how yeah. how it went. Like the first. First event contest. WSA. WSA. Yeah, Jay's on it. Liz, Liz Tice was well, on it. Was it was before or, that. Um, it was before that. Uh, it was like Bob Gray or Bob something. Bob Gray, yeah. And it was actually on Northside, the pier. And there was nobody in the mini Hooney division but my brother and, and me. Yeah. And so <laughs> and it was the very first contest, and the waves weren't very good. And my brother was... I remember the only, the only part about it was he was catching a bunch of waves... And, and I remember looking, and he wasn't doing a lot. And the one really good wave came, and I got it. And I story of his life. Yeah. So, so it started you, way back then. It started way back then. <laughs> and this was like eleven or twelve years old. Hey, did we? I, I forgot to put that in my my monologue. Yeah. Not D bomb. Dial bomb. Jeff Dial bomb. We're gonna put that yes. in there. <laughs> I know. Everybody always says, "Dude, you're like the machine, and you like always get the best waves, and things just..." Go. And I said, I always sit there and go, "Dude, you guys don't understand. Like, there's skill involved, and there's of course. Of course. there's more than that." Mailman. Yeah. <laughs> there's more than that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you, you, you were great at analyzing the ocean, and there was. Knowing. 
the, so we can get I, into I've that. I've been out in the water with him, and it's not that crowded, and we're talking, and I'm just like not paying attention, and all of a sudden, Diva is on the best wave of the day. Yeah. yeah. A couple times every session. Yeah. There's, there's something. <laughs> Stop talking to me. Yeah. So to fast forward a hair past all this. Um, ended up getting sponsored by the Surf Surf Shop, dude. I wanted to get to that, which which was, was how old were you? I think I was thirteen. Okay, 13 which year? Fourteen. Which for our listeners, the Surf was a Japanese-owned surf shop that had sponsored Tom Curran, but it was yeah. not on Main Street, which all no. the other shops are. It's this was off the beaten path on Beach and Adams. Yeah, like in a. Like, no one would go there. Like, not really. It was, yeah, for a surf shop, you think it has to survive, it has to be yeah, on. For Huntington yeah. Beach uh, residents, it's where the playpen or pigpen? Playpen. Playpen. But yeah, yeah, little Lacapilla. Yeah, uh, Lacapilla, that, that little center, which is, there's no shops there. No. no. Yeah. But that's what Keto, you know. Keto san. Keto san. I mean, and, and how, how did that go about? Like, it really came about from other guys. In front of us, riding for the surf and saying, "Hey, you gotta go check him out." And yeah. So who, Keto who was uh, it was it was the guys I already mentioned, like Mark Austin, Tim Brandon, had were riding for them, and there was a couple other guys I can't think of who off the top of my head, but there's another guy that was like assistant manager in high school, this guy Ronnie, Ronnie. and what was it? I can't remember Ronnie's last name, but anyway, Ronnie was on the surf team and he started working in the shop, and so. The more you see stickers around and whatnot, yeah. on guys' boards, you start asking questions. And, and then when Keto would, came to the beach one day and started filming you, you're like, oh, this guy's serious, you know? So he so. started filming way back then. Oh, he was already. Yeah. And so the draw was as soon as you walk in the shop, you see pictures of uh, Paul Barr, David Barr, who were super famous at the time, riding for Linden um, surfboards and OP, I think. And, but there are pictures of them on the wall. And then there was a guy, Suji Kasuya, on the wall from Japan, and then Tom Curran. And you're going, these guys ride for this shop? Yeah. These guys are internationally known? Yeah. And you've got, you know, one of of the best guys in the whole world? It would be really cool to interview Keto someday if he could speak English. He he can. Because the way that he came into the scene, right? Because relatively... Uh, right around that time is when he started. Well, he had right? his. So he had the shop for a in while Japan. in Japan. Yeah. yeah. And then when he came to America, the store I found out later, the whole reason he came here and opened that store was because Channel Islands was the main boards that he was selling in his shop in Japan. And you couldn't buy them. So for him to continue to build that, he needed to get yeah. them going he, here. He's like well. one of the first. International to do international gray marketing in a you know yeah in a smart way he had a shop yeah there and he was yeah. buying in you know relocating boards but I mean, it, it's pretty cool that he just yeah. went for it yeah. you know like yeah from Japan knowing the the yeah. promise the promised land is here so what was yeah, yeah what was like, yeah and he had a daughter the same age as me who didn't speak English brings her over here she was in my class can't you know Reina Reina's her name that's it anyway. To do that, yeah. you know, with your yeah. family and just come over and they didn't speak. Yeah. But he pulled it. His but, wife is kind of well. Trippy, that right? wasn't his. That was his. Oh, Raina's mom is different. Is different. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so, what was that sponsorship 
like yeah, I don't know. What it, what it, yeah. It, well, it was basically. I mean, you're, you're, getting, getting, you're getting your shop kid. You stickers get, and you get stickers. And you get your, your sweatshirts. Yeah, you get your, your gear. gear. And every once in a while, like if you win a, a few events, and you're in like sixth grade, like seventh grade, or the sixth grade, sixth yeah, grade. sixth and seventh grade. Keto your first like, sponsor is yeah. the surf. Yep, that's freaking crazy amazing yeah, yeah. yeah. well i wasn't far i wasn't far behind yeah we're not yeah. talking about you Lord. yeah <laughs> but keto would would end up he would he would get us great deals can, on can the board english yes he doesn't like to speak english yeah. he can i mean he it, it's just part of his persona he yeah. just kind of kind of he, he, he keeps it quiet yeah he keeps it and there's cover. certain there's certain language barriers for sure yeah you know certain words and whatnot but yeah but back then you know there was a guy named Art, actually, that was the manager of that store, and he spoke Japanese, you know, okay, mm-hmm. but he was an American-Japanese guy, and he ran the store, and he was awesome. I don't, Jay yeah. wrote for the surf, so I'm sure he remembers. Yeah, I remember all of it. So yeah. what, do you remember what they carried in that store, besides Channel Islands and the well, surf? Well, there was though? a lot of, there was, there was clothing in there. Yeah. I don't know how much they sold of it, but it was, it was linen surfboards and Channel Islands, and then Timponi came um, a year or two after that. Yeah. But those were the, the he had, three bangers. He had his, an eye for, for what was like well, on trend. You know, I think to get yeah. Channel Islands, you couldn't have been on Main Street. And not that they, re- all the shops at the point at that time were pretty much there was shop, shop owners. Yeah. You Close. know, they're all locals. It wasn't like, you know, he was no definitely a pioneer of like on, on bringing, in, bringing the boards in from other down. areas. And the only reason is because Tom Kern, you know, like of course. Like did put, any Huntington Beach guys ride Channel Islands? Well, they started the to yeah. when the surf After. came. Yeah, in, yeah, and that was part of it. And I never really jumped on board with that whole program. I always, well, I always, I had the, I had the offer to ride Channel Islands from Keto, and and he said, or you can ride, you know, Lindens or. Timponi. Timponi, as when that came, but it was Lindens, and I said, well, I would rather have somebody that's. Um, not the Channel Islands, and I can't remember why, other than other than I just liked that he that Lyndon I could actually speak Talk to. to. Yeah, so so it, that was your I first was board told, sponsor. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was sponsor, but it was one of my first ordered surfboards. You know, yeah, I custom. ordered a Randy Lewis when I was young, got that, and then the next board was Lyndon. So, and part of the other reason was like. You know, there were other guys I looked up to, like Taylor Knox, I knew, who was riding Lindens, and there was a few other guys. So, you're in sixth grade, seventh grade, and you're getting courted and, and start riding for this outside surf shop. But was, it was, was it there was, any kind of like. But what was cool about it, it was literally around the corner from where he lived. Yeah, like, I did like, live like, really so close. Three, three blocks away. Barely. It was, was was there any like uh, chatter from from like Chuck Dent or or so yeah previously to that like I'd hung out at the RL shop a little bit you know and then it turned into um, surf prescriptions for for a moment and then there was movement around the the Chuck Dent shop for sure I hung yeah. out there too but there was never anything that came about because we were so young yeah it was just like yeah okay, it was, there's, there's a lot strong. of kids that were and there was a lot that we were just speaking of that it were, was really yeah. clicky yeah. like i 
I got Robert August Shop. Yeah, Robert August. Yeah, Robert August Shop had their group. The first, Chuck Dan had their. But group. we still hung out, like he at, said, at all. His shop. At all his, you know, yeah. we just kind of find out where the cool scene is and yeah. you just yeah, go and hang, hang out there. Because yeah. you know, you know, like it, it's like territorial, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Surf shops, you know, like hey, you're an HB kid. You're you should be writing for us, or you should be yeah. writing for them. Not some Japanese guy over here. You know what I mean? Well, that's the weird thing. Nobody ever really said that. Yeah. No. Nobody ever yeah. came out and was like, "Well, well, you're riding the surf." Like, yeah, no, it's crazy how successful the surf yeah was, but not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's they it, had they had a strong team, like like Jeff said, with with some of these you know other older guys, and they didn't really push their way in. They yeah. just kind of did their own thing. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. we were. I mean. I, Multiple times I was told, like, hey, we're the B team, you know? And I go, what do you mean B team? They're like, well, the other the other guys, you know, like Jay saying, the RL, or, yeah, or, I mean, there was RA, and there was Chuck Dan, and I mean, there, I can't Ballister, remember. Ballister, there was there Hawk, was, there, yeah, there, 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 there was Hayward, Hayward, yeah. there was, there's anyway, so many local surf shops that they're all puffing their chest, right? They were loaded. People were already loaded, and they were just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, like some another Groms. And then back then, too, it was like, here's some sti- here's this, here's that. You know, didn't yeah. get much. We yeah. need a couple t-shirts. But and how psyched were you to get on your first sponsorship? Oh, well, super killer. Yeah. It was, I mean, of course you were psyched. Yeah. You now, know, now did like, Barry oh, get sponsored? Barry wrote for same the time. surf, too. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same exact same, time. Same stuff. Damn. Yeah. It was all I wanted to hear. <laughs> I brought my brother on because yeah. you know, like, it was kind of a deal, done deal. No. No, you I'm know, pretty you, sure you know, it was my brother. Is that hey, I'm not riding for you unless Barry's riding for you. I think it was the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barry, Barry was dragging me in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. he was more. He was definitely flashier than me. But it was it came to came to you know. But there was the water. Yeah, WSAs were kind of like the HB local event. And then there's other ones like yeah. CCSA or CBA or whatever, you know, but in it, like, yeah, there was, you kind of was, was hot, it was a big deal. But, but it wasn't but like you us, just jumped in and say you kind of worked no, or got yeah. some confidence in some other yeah, events. WSA going and you, was that middle with, school then? Like, well that, yeah, then, then no, definitely was, yeah, sixth grade. I started doing the NSSAs. I was doing the WSAs and NSSAs. Um, and that's where I run it, start running to Rob Machado constantly. Here we go again, Rob Machado. <laughs> you know, Pete Rocky, Rob Machado, Shane Stoneman. Dang it, these guys. You yeah. know, well, I got the sick. hottest guys in every other town. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, some guys. I mean, those guys were were on. And it was it, to just kind of talk about the difference. Like you know, you're doing these WCs, like Jeff said. Like you're in mini hooning, which is twelve and under. You're lucky to have just one heat with a full six, you know, six man roster. Yeah. You know, every Finally. once in a while, you would, you know, maybe it'd be two semis, but for the most yeah. part, I have printouts in the back of the magazines when they used to do, give you the results, and it was Craig at you going, me and Scotty Klein, and maybe yeah. like one other name. Like yeah. it was only three or four of us. Yeah. And uh, you, I'm like, really? There, I just one heat, and there was only like three or four of us in it. Like yeah. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Yeah, but sometimes you'd have. have a couple heats, a couple rounds, maybe. Yeah. And the, yeah. But the, but the innocent day was yeah. so. So were you full successful? So winning, yeah, winning so contest. I, yeah, I was that was for me. That was the 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 draw for me it was because I was not super competitive, but I was definitely competitive, and 
I was good enough to compete and I was doing well. And I wasn't I won like some of the WSAs and I was getting seconds a lot in the NSSAs or thirds and you know, here and there, but You're making finals. I was in the finals, yeah. And I always I was like, what do I need to do to win? You know? Sometimes so you was there anybody like coaching you or giving you tips or there wasn't a lot other than, you know, the going to surf class, even being in junior high school, we were invited to to always um, attend with the high school, HBHS. And it was Chuck Allen. And it was Chuck running. Allen back then. Yeah. And we did too. Riding our bikes, dark Everyone. out in the morning, you know, 50, 49 degrees, at whatever it was. We were, we were Socks on your be, hands to yeah, keep you got, your hands warm. <laughs> no, just yeah. like beanie. You like, figure out what kind, of, what kind of boots you can wear and, you know, whatever, you know, anything. But, yeah, we were doing it, man. We, were, we, we became hardcore at a point, you know. Yeah. But they did embrace, which I think really why Huntington it ha- produces a lot of yeah. good surfers. It's because it, you're instilled, like, the drive real early because, you know, like you said, in sixth grade, you're looking at the high schoolers and, like, your dream is to be on the high school surf team. And it's like, yeah. and it's every morning. You want to show up. Like, if I want to be on the high school surf team, I'm showing up every day as a junior high yeah. Like yeah. trying to surf and prove Getting better and better and, and better just, to like, get to that oh, level. When are you going to be in high school? Oh, next, in two years? Yeah. Okay, I got my eyes on you. Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't just Chuck Allen. It you know PT started showing up. Yeah, uh, yeah PT was our there. junior high coach. Yeah, I mean it was. And you went to Dwyer. He went to Dwyer. Yeah, and it was thick, dude, with guys surfing. You know, I mean we were we were pretty deep in eighth grade. Seven. I remember Jay was in seventh grade. I was in eighth grade when we got to that point. Past. Past being 13, 14, I think it was 14? I don't know. Anyway, it's all. But it goes quick. Like, I, I don't think we, you know. Was there competition in middle school? So we had, yeah. We like, had junior high school. Um, uh, what was it? What was it called? I, I'm just guessing it. You know, because had, you had the NSSA high school yeah. division, and we had a junior high school division. Mm. And so we competed a lot in junior high. You know, we had a surf team, the whole deal. And we were competing against multiple teams, you know. Yeah. But, but but like going back, Jay said, the goal was always like anything. You looking at the guys a few years above you, and you're going, I want to be like, I want to be on the team, I want to be that guy, or I want to be doing with that and, guy. And how we talk about like you know, you know, the jogger suits and like the uniforms and yeah, like to and wear that, that the big, like, yeah. that HBHS like sweatshirt or and yeah. like that gear was like so prideful and yeah. like you know, it had something and. I mean, there's a lot of high schools in Huntington. Well, not a lot, but there's yeah. four, you know. And so, three who was your teams. first legit board sponsor after Linden? Through well, it was through the surf. I was riding for Tim Pony, Jeff Tim Pony. Um, I don't know his whole history. I think he shaped for Russell for a long time. I think him I think and you're right, somebody yeah. else. But all I know is Tim Pony <clears throat> was was one of the guys. That you see, or you see his his logo in the water a lot. Yeah. And when you saw his boards, you're like, dude, this guy knows exactly what he's doing, you know. And once you rode one of his boards, you're like, around they here. They're way more progressive than any other yeah. other boards. Yeah, he, he was. Area. Yeah, he all of a sudden in those early '80s, he he stepped past somehow, some way. Like my boards, I don't know. Even looking at other guys' boards, just shapes just seem to be a little bit more advanced, mm. just a little bit. You know, 
like just the edges you yeah know, were a little different and that's like such I mean, a his wing he double wings on boards you know yeah, nice head you know you always and do. psychologically if you f- believe that that board is a little bit better than the next you it makes you surf better yeah and it you makes know? you want to continue to paddle out yeah when it's crappy yeah and that was the other part that i'll get into is like you know as we go into this i i wasn't I wasn't gifted as a surfer, you know? I had to work at all of it really hard. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, we all did as a, but it's not work when you're a kid. You know, yeah. you're just trying to one up and do, get the best wave but, or the best turn and, yeah. and, and one up. But at the same time, you're, it, the drive of like, you know, I want to be out there I want to be out there every day you yeah. want to be in the lot in the limelight yeah. within your peers yeah but obviously you were good enough oh, people sure. were noticing it and and yeah you it just kept you put in the hard work to get you to that next level right so so Timponi what about uh, like a wetsuit sponsor or I was writing for victory wetsuits nice. Billabong came around a little bit after that you were for Billabong too yeah I wrote for Billabong for a little while, I remember going up to Costa Mesa. Reader was a team manager, Mark Reader. Mm-hmm. Now, did you have to put together a portfolio, or did yeah. they well, just... so Victory was like the hardest one to get in on <laughs> by a mile. Really, everyone rode for Victory yeah. in Huntington, especially in Huntington. I went up there, you know, and I showed Greg Greg Wade and Mark. Can't remember Mark's last name, but they were the owners and some photos and, and some contest results and what was going on. And literally they're like, all right, uh, we'll give you a discount on some suits. And I said, okay, cool. Wow. <laughs> I was stoked. While other guys that aren't performing in contests were getting, you know, bigger sponsor, wetsuits, yeah. you know, more stuff, whatever. I, you, know, you always hear who's getting what, but it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. I was like, okay, because... I, I felt like, well, I, dude, I wasn't yeah. paying full price. I was stoked. Yeah. My parents were, you know, we didn't have much money growing up. And my parents were like, shit, anything's better than nothing, you know? Yeah. And, but that that pushed a drive, too, as you, as you start to see other guys, you know, like I said, it was always, I was always looking at the year or two in front of me. Yeah. A couple years in front of me. Like, okay, what, what's going on there? When you start hearing guys are getting free wetsuits, yeah, contest paid, contest sometimes paid for, yeah, travel clothes, clothes yeah. for free. People are yeah. gonna brag and kind of show off. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. sponsor. I get oh, so I mean, four suits a year, hey. and I get two boards and whatever. Yeah, that that is like the perks of being sponsored. And when you're sure. you, you can brag about yeah. it, yeah, right? Yeah, and then when you start to get yeah, in junior high school, this was yeah, yeah, it started becoming a big deal and. Yeah. And so I, just real quick, I wasn't always, it wasn't always surfing. I mean, going back to being a Grom, the skateboard thing, dude, I was, we had ramps. Yeah. You know, in our, in our backyard, we had a half pipe, we had quarter pipe in the front yard, we had other friends that had stuff. But as, as some of that stuff kind of went away, I continued behind the scenes when, when it was either too cold in the winter or whatever, and I didn't want to ride my bike down to the beach in the afternoons. I was on the skate. I was in the skate program silently by myself, practicing hmm. how surf to, moves and like all surf moves. And um, the majority of it, ninety percent of what I was doing was coming off the bottom and going straight up. 
Yeah. There was this. There was this one area. This is, this is gold, right? Yeah, yeah. There was this one area. I would skateboard <laughs> over to. It was, a, it was, you know, it was. I don't know. It was about, you know, quarter of a mile, less than quarter. Let's say an eighth of a mile away from my house. But there was this this dirt berm that was shaped like a, a, a waist wave. high sir yeah waist high wave that you could actually kind of surf on your skateboard like you a tra- killer transition yeah down. and it had a lip one area had a full lip so i would just practice over and over and over you know yeah hundreds of times yeah. front side back side and just then eventually dude it, it became yeah it, it seriously all of a sudden i'm doing this yeah i on so, a surfboard so when i you know again i'm a little you're behind you, and I remember PT at our junior high, and he would kind of get us like, he's like, I want you guys to go out, and I want you to drop in and bottom turn and go straight up, and I don't care if you fall, and I don't care if you don't make it, yeah. I don't want to see you go to pumping down the line, I want to see you drop in and go straight up, I want to see you drop in, so, you know, that was what, like, we're programmed to do, like, yeah. and... I don't think you felt like you're progressing, whether it was a few weeks or a month or two or, or whatever the time frame was, but it was like, you know, finally it started to like click, you know, and then he's all, once you get that down, it sets up the rest of the weight. And I just remember that. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. like as soon as you got that, you come off and you're like already have so much more speed than to just go half down the face and start pumping. And it's funny that you were already working on that on the skate ramps because that was like, I mean, I think that was a... A major like pivoted point of as a kid like you know of course you just want to get pumped down line and race you know and then like whoa you're passing up sections you know slow well, it yeah, down yeah top and to the, bottom and then the boards were starting to get you know more user friendly yeah you know thrusters were all everyone's riding thrusters now everybody's the boards were getting easier to ride and everything was happening but the the competition part of it i was always having fun but i was still you know the competition. I wanted. I didn't want to enter the contest and lose out early. I didn't want to. I always wanted to be in the in the top three. Yeah. You know, it became this thing that I was like, oh, I started getting passionate about. Well, there was there were there was six man heats. Yeah. For the most part, in Explore, the only one that was four was open. But that came and, later. But that came later. But the the prize packs and the trophies and everything about like being yeah. in the top three was. Not just you know first, second, third, you know yeah. gold, silver, bronze, but it was everything that came with it. Trophies doubled in size over fourth, fifth, and sixth. The, the goodie bags well, tripled in size. Like, there was so much more for those top. There was. Well, it was mo- for me. It was back then. The magazines. You got your name in the magazine. Shoots. Yeah. And I was. I was like focused on getting I'm getting, in the bag. Yes. Well, that that was part of your resume, that and was, it was a tiny little eclipse. But dude, I wanted my name in there. It became a thing for me, and I just was like focused on that. And part of part of being competitive, it just was like, and you know, like you know, as a kid, I mean, these events, like you're surfing an event every weekend, almost. And, pretty much. Actually, no, actually, I wasn't. No. Some of the guys were. They were like really. I was. I mean, we didn't. We couldn't enter all the events. We couldn't afford it. Well, so I was. I either could do the Explorer or the Open Season. Greatness to say, and then um, I could do local WSA events. And if I and if I did well enough in, in those, I would still do go into the regionals or even the U.S. Champs. But it it was it was kind of flip flopping WSA and NSSA, but it became more NSSA 
um, because as it became it, yeah. know, the eighth grade, you know, at junior high, eighth grade, ninth grade through high school is more in SSA. And WSA kind of changed around a little bit, but um, but it's mostly those two contests. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't every weekend. You know, it was I was. You're still doing sports and stuff. No, no. not as much. You know, it was yeah. Just, I I just we were just like I said we just weren't able. I mean, because it, it was expensive. It was. I yeah. mean, his and, mom, and your parent, trying you know, to, like they took us like we had die, die hard drivers over here. We had a big brown van. Yeah. Huge van. Like the amount of miles they put on that and took us everywhere. Yeah. And it was like, you know, and that's why I kind of gravitated to the older kids because they were already kind of implemented into the, the program. And they're like, I'm like, can I hop yeah. in? Can I take Yeah, but part of what Jay's, Jay's being, you know, he's, he's kind of being reserved right now. It wasn't just, who can I hop in? We were wanting Jay to yeah. hop in. We were like, where's... Jay, okay. Hey, yeah. are you come? Are you come? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm coming. There. You know, because Jay was on on the program with the surf team, yeah. and we knew Jay had with, the ability. The surf, yeah, yeah the surf, surf yeah. but and the and the junior high school and yeah, right when the team. surf kind of sponsorship came, like right tail end after these guys started, Barry's like, you know, they had a camcorder, you know, freaking oh, big birth a- over here. He's all, I'm gonna get you on Quicksilver, and Barry literally like came and filmed or we all took turns yeah. like hey can you i'm gonna go catch some waves and we put down a, a i don't know a minute or so clip of just some afternoon slot maybe a morning wave or two and then scrambled it and put it in and he's like yeah we'll go show us to like danny kwok and, and richard wolcott and you was know, he already and, writing for him or? yeah, yeah. He, he was already on them. yeah but that's you know yeah and then you know here's my contest you know the the yeah. book with the contest results and you know i read for these guys and it was at the time, it sounds so cheesy, but that's like that's how you did it. But you're you you're being a little yeah, little hustler, a little yeah. businessman. Yeah, but Barry Barry initiated like so. How did how did the Billabong sponsorship uh, was it? Reader that reached out to you or Hurley or you know it wasn't it wasn't Bob. I I don't remember to be honest a hundred percent how that whole thing unfolded. I think it had a, a bit to do with. With Reader just coming on as a team manager mm-hmm. and just being at the beach quite a bit and seeing who's who and who's doing what, yeah. And uh, he invited me up to the factory, you know. He's like, "Hey, come on, we got the new factory. We got the small. I mean, it was a tiny little place at the time, but um, it was literally the the year I the first year Aki won the OP Pro. Oh shit! And that's when Billabong blew up, started to blow up over here. Yeah, that I recall. But um, I got invited up there, and you know, I my mom sent me up there with with a little bit of cash, and you know, I paid for some clothes. And Mark's like, "Yeah, you know, we're we're looking to get some guys on the team, but right now we're just we're gonna hold on to who we have." But you know, I was stoked just being able to put a sticker on my board though, and say, and I was getting you know stuff for half off or whatever. Yeah, was, yeah. right. So yeah, parents were. But so it stoked. took it took. I don't know, about three or four months, which probably, you know, back then it felt like eternity. Eternity, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, yeah. To get on the team. Like, how, how good did summer feel when you were, like, a kid? I'll do it. Three months was, like, a year. Fuck. <laughs> it was so long. It, it was, was awesome, like, but the days were the so end, good. You, at the end of the summer, you're like, damn, that was too quick. Always. But when you're living through it, you're like, holy Dude, shit. Yeah. You know, and, like, and, oh, yeah. and having the time of my life. Oh, yeah. and, and the difference between the kids now versus when we, I mean, 
we are riding down there to crack of dawn, and we are not leaving till sunset almost till, every yeah. day. Yeah. Unless, you know, there's some party or the ways are super crappy, and then we'll go like, hey, let's go skateboard or play basketball or do something else. But for the majority, it's like surf, go be Main Street, little freaking surf so, rats. So be honest. Lars talking about sun, like summertime yeah. was like, okay, what do we do? You know, your parents went to work, and they're yeah. like, well, you guys aren't staying home alone. Yeah. I mean, you, you can, but... The beach They're not is, going to. You, yeah. You're going somewhere or you're, you're doing something. Yeah. And yeah. So Be honest. Was Larson a pest when he was a grom? Dude. Come on. <laughs> not was, even, dude. Come, come on. Lars was actually... <laughs> you're such a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no. come on. Come on. Come on. Can I, can I, can I get in the van? <laughs> Maybe Lars. next time, grom. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I think Jay, to be honest, Jay was a lot calmer and quieter. He was a bit more like his older brother Kevin, yeah, as a Grom, but he came out of a shell in high school. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, and he never went back. Never. Damn. Yeah, he 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 went from well, yeah. So I just I just remember uh, Jay's dad Tony, calm, collected, not a lot of words spoken, super cool, chill, and his mom artist was. The exact opposite. <laughs> Couldn't stop talking. Chatty Always had something to say. Come here, kids. Give me a hug. You know, just just all kinds of energy. Yeah. And and I think Jay went sided or ended up siding more on his mom. Yeah. You know, and the older brother Kevin went went on dad's side a little. Tone. Bit, you know? A little calm, cool, and collective. <laughs> Uh, you know, once I, again, I, if it wasn't for Tony... My brother paved the way for me to just be like, well, he broke them in, I'm going to freaking light them up. <laughs> but if it wasn't for Tony surfing, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Kevin and, and oh, Jay sure. wouldn't have been surfing either. Yeah, I mean, that was... I remember being, you know, seeing them, you know. Yeah, there was definitely, like, we were an outdoor family, for yeah. sure. You know, like, we ran... Still are. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was killer. But, but yeah, I mean, we had... We had, I mean, fucking rad childhood growing up. We had it pretty killer how we could all get on the phone, call each other, landline, of course. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, we're going, we're heading down, we'll be on Northside at 8.30, you know. Okay, cool, see you there. Okay, then you hang up the phone, call the next guy, you know. And then yeah. you, all of a sudden, there's four, five, six, eight of you, you know. Yeah. You're all junior hiking, and parents knew that we were all hanging. And we would, dude, we would surf in the morning. We either bring some food or have a dollar or a couple dollars if we were lucky, and we go up Main Street and get some China Walk fried rice or whatever yeah. it was, or green, green, burrito, yeah. green burrito, bean and cheese burrito, burrito underneath the pier, and oh yeah, dude. But we would and and man, it's just weird. Time flew by so fast though, but it was so fun, dude. Yeah. We were all at the, all at the beach all the time, all day long. Yeah, I just remember like somebody be like, "Oh, Seventeenth Street Shore Break," and we'd feel it feel like a whole ne- like biking down, even though yeah. It yeah. wasn't that far because we biked pretty far, to, not yeah. far, but to get yeah. to the beach. But it's just like it's a whole nother. But rule. just like, what do you mean, like four, eight towers down? Like, what, well, way down there? Yeah. And, and that, and and to, to throw, we've kind of missed, but you know, it's it's it was off the beaten path once again. Was Huntington Surfing Sport? Yeah, they were way down there. They were so far yeah. towards yeah. towards Seventeenth Street that it was kind of a different deal down there too. Yeah. And we were so focused on the pier and everything that was going on around the pier that. That's kind of who a lot of the guys rode for, but you know, Aaron came through at a point, you know, with his own program as well. But man, that was—I remember there were there was a point where some of the guys that rode for HSS that we were buddies with were like, like, dude, where's like 
Where's Brooks? Where's yeah. Russo? Where's oh, so-and-so? The and they were like, like, what? They're all 14th Street, yeah. 16th Street, or whatever. We're like, what? And you go down there, and there's like killer shorebreak guys are getting barreled coming out, you know, barely breaks on the outside. Out. And we're and at the pier, and it's getting hassled. No, See, that's what I've been doing all these years, Lar. All the, all the old dudes yeah. were like, beat it, Grom, get to the shore break. down the beach. Yeah. yeah. It was bad. Yeah, but it was, you know, but that's all we knew was the pier, really, because that yeah. was the spot. So, yeah, you know. That's where you had to be seen. Well, it was the, the easiest location, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And once again, being that young, parents were like, Pier, okay, cool. I know there's plenty of people around. Yeah. It's visible. We got food and you all know, the shops. And of course, like, you know, you, you, you know, as Groms, you're walking in every shop in between surfs and like checking out. You're putting boards. You're asking, being a little, sh- you know, like yeah. you're just yeah checking everything out. And like the guys in the work in the surf shop were like, dude, those guys are like, old men even though yeah. they're probably 18 to 22 and you know we're yeah, like, and there was an infinity <laughs> surf shop too i remember now yeah. wind and and sea and the wind and sea all yeah. those you know and hung out the, you know you go and hang and see everything for a while you know so i remember my brother one of his first wetsuits was a peak i think oh, he got damn. it at infinity i got mine yeah. at beach surf center and got rashed that Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> rash. I love right? it. Was a, I, I saw Hawkins, you know, yeah. at OP Pro, and I'm all with like a white, pink, blue suit. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't fit at all. The right, you know, like, oh, oh no, so I'm a little yeah. like this on a girl. Oh, it's like, all baggy out of the armpits. <laughs> legs don't fit right, but yeah, those yeah. most wet that was in general, right? But that was so. another, you know, okay, you had servant. That's a good thing you brought up service sport because they were on 15th. The surf was up at Beach and Adams, and then Beach Surf Center. Was yep. at um, uh, Knoxville and Beach Boulevard across from uh, McDonald's where the Pizza Hut and the tattoo shop is. Yeah, it was on Beach Boulevard and yeah. Indian Avenue. And, really, and then the Duke, the Pulse that was Surfing. So, so then Duke bought, uh, and Paul, they bought yeah. Beach Surf Center and turned it in Duke's uh, Pulse of Surf. And that was when, and I, I, that was one shop. Yeah. I, I, you know, sidebar, I, you know, caught a shoplifter there because that was one of the other shops I hung out. It was around the corner. I'd hit 7 yeah, Eleven and go over there and, like, you know, they had a peak and a couple of exotic like brands that did not not everybody carried. But long yeah. story short, like that was like a really cool off the beaten path surf shop yeah. that you know wasn't downtown and it was just like people you know the surf scene was blowing up back then. Yeah, like the yeah. the 80s was blowing up and it was like it was yeah we didn't have any idea what was going on but it was it was full throttle yeah because you're to find out later you know like. We didn't know. Quicksilver was dominating. Billabong was hot on their tails. And yeah. there was just, I mean, everybody else was and jumping gotcha in. was around. Rip Curl was huge, too. Yeah. From, you know, they were coming in hot. Yeah. I mean, gotcha, yeah. And there, yeah, when I went with Barry's and all kinds of, but there was. It was, funny. they still had the old building off of uh, 18th Quicksilver. The old, were, you and know, Costa like, Mesa, and yeah. they, they just moved into the Monrovia building. Mm. And it was like. You know, like there's like a Nike. You know, like it, it was so yeah. bigger than you could imagine at the yeah. time. You know, and it was like, and you didn't know why. why. Everyone's like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Yeah, oh, why is it? So it would. You guys, cool. as Groms and and the U.S. Open, you know, started with so color around OP Pro. OP Pro, sorry. Yeah. OP Pro. Uh, which which OP Pro do you remember? Like, yeah, the riot. 85 well, or right, 86 or whatever. Yeah. I think that was 87. I don't know. That was a or 86. One. Yeah. Well, I remember what I remember the most was um, I think it was the very first one. I remember Joey Baran, Tom Curran surfing, and the waves weren't very good. 
But I remember how stoked I was to be right there down on the beach watching. Yeah. And it was insane, you know? Like, oh my God, like, you know? It was yeah. killer. And I remember another year, too, of being up on the pier watching. 86. I remember watching Michael Ho. I remember this vaguely. It was like Michael Ho in a heat. I remember watching all these Hawaiian guys. So it was like, I watched Michael Dane. Ho, uh, Dan Kilowatt, Hans Heaterman. Yeah. Was was big, and then but the big one who I Potts. wanted to see no Potts was young and he was he was ripping but um, Mr had won his fourth world title oh, and I no, had wow. to see this guy again you know I've seen him multiple times but dude I was I was blown away how smooth that guy surfed yeah. it was insane now, how wrong, stoked man. were you guys when when dude. the tour would come into town and you'd be surfing on Northside. Oh, we watched from Northside to come to the beach. Yeah, yeah, you were just. But I mean, you'd see like the the who's who of surfing come to Northside. Yeah, they'd yeah. come in and do a couple warm up waves on yeah. Northside before mm-hmm. they paddle through for yeah. sure. Yeah, you see all these guys, you know. So, uh, NSSA, uh, your amateur days. Like, what was your, what was your, top? Did, you know, when did you start like going? Oh fuck, I'm. I'm really well, good. it was uh, yeah, already through those younger years. I knew that I was I was capable. I was doing well. I was making the finals quite a bit. It was more. I mean, were you starting more, to get better sponsorships too? It was a little bit, yeah. But it was more about like the trophies start stacking up, yeah. you know. And earlier winning. you were saying getting your name, yeah, in the magazine was yes. like a big driving force for you, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So the drive and so the performers it, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. They post a couple pages of all the contest results. So what huge. happened with me was back to the high school surf team. I was a freshman, and that's when Coach Andy Verdone had taken come over. on, taken over for Chuck Allen, a football coach. We found out, obviously, and Full he had job. a different, yeah, <laughs> so, a different mentality a little surfed. bit. But he surfed, yeah. Cook. But it was he—he was—he was definitely more competitive about yeah. all of it. That's so funny. And he made it for surfing. For surfing, yeah. And he made it those rules like Chuck already had rules like okay, you guys got to run down the beach and power yeah. down the pier, you know. No, but we had half no. the time guys didn't do it. No, yeah. Nothing ever happened. You couldn't check in. You had to do calisthenics and run. With what? How, what grade were you in when he took over? Ninth. I want to say ninth grade. Okay, so he right might at have the beginning. Been, I, I could be wrong. Maybe I maybe I was at eighth or not. Well, all I know is I was in ninth grade, and that was the coach. But he was super serious about the the timing. You you know, you got surf dot starts at six fifteen. He's, you guys got. I'm here. You guys better be here. But he's taken over a really prestigious yeah, like, yeah. number one team. He, yeah. you know, he's not like the surf. He's not Chuck Allen. Like right. he's got to really come in with this. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, sheriff in town for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he got a ton of heat. Oh, for, for sure. sure. By uh, so many of the surfers and guys that, that already graduated, and even some of the parents. And it was it was a. I, I'm guessing well, you guys it was had a, a tough thing for him. You guys have a reputation that you need to. He needs to. Yes. Keep yes. up. Right. He's got to fill. Some big shoes, right? But Lyndon, when he said it was lax, like we had to do pure yeah. paddle on this, he, it he was, went in overkill. You, I mean, push ups, sit ups, dude, like calisthenics, run, and you couldn't check in and get marked off until you did all of that. Did all that and yeah. and, and, yeah. and paddled the pier and came yeah. in. 
and, and, and then it became a kind of a race. Everybody wanted to like yeah, finish and it, first, and it kind of really elevated the the, the work aspect. It did, it. and it, and he had spies everywhere, so you knew <laughs> that cut, you, you cut, cut one piling, you cut cut piling. Everybody was telling on everybody, <laughs> and, and it was true. <laughs> you couldn't, you know what I mean? You just, so you. You're either you're doing it or or you're or you're not or getting you're doing it. Yeah, but that was part of that was part of the surf class and surf team program. But as yeah. well, but the whole thing was he he put it in perspective. Like, if you want to do it, if you want to do this, do it do it right, do yeah. it 100. percent Like you know, you know. And he would always say like, you guys, I'm here at 6:15. Yeah. Why aren't you here at 6:15? You know. Yeah. And even when it's dark out, whatever, he's like, hey, we're going to make, this is a team. And he always said team. Yeah. We, and he also would, would put it out there where it's like the guys that were ahead of you, he's like, so-and-so is this and so-and-so is that. He's like, but he would say, these are the good qualities and these are the things they could work on. Yeah. And so he's like, you find out what you need to work on first, you know? That's and pretty freaking yeah. little things, you know. Yeah. But he, he later on down the road, as we got through high school, you know, it was it was actually one of the things that pushed me to the next level. Was he actually hired a professional trainer yeah. for us from Australia? Yeah, from Australia. This guy Peter Dubier. Yes. And he he was, was serious about was, this is this is like a dude that trained like. Tom Carroll and guys, right? Yeah. He helped the, the, other guys, different, you know, athletes, yeah. and you athletes, know. But and he, but he, yeah, Coach Verdon. So you, so when we were young, I remember getting absolutely screamed at. I call by an Aussie by Verdon, Mister Verdon, because I said, "Hey Verdon, what?" He said, "You don't call me Verdon." You call me Mister Verdon, or you call me Andy. Or you can call me Coach. You do not call me by Verdone. And he literally takes your board and throws your board on the, on the ground and says, 20 push-ups. You know? You can call him Andy. You can call him Andy, call him coach, coach, but not Verdone. You don't call me Verdone. And guys were doing it all the time, and he's throwing boards on the ground. I mean, it was, he was, he was serious. He's a big dude. He was so ripped and intimidating back yeah, then. He was, oh, he was like, big. Yeah, I remember. You know, 6'2", yeah. 225. He's a linebacker. And he was... He was ripped, and he came from baseball and football. Yeah, and he was. Yeah, but but you know he did a lot of good things. Like we did the Australia trips, you yeah. know, to go yeah. compete over there, and like he wanted to be like that club team that was like a board riders, like yeah, you know, take it to the well, next he level. Had, you know, and he became friends really close with PT as well, and and he knew that he wasn't. He didn't grow up in the surf world and knew all this stuff, but he knew like okay, if I. If I can befriend some of these other guys, I can get some help here. Yeah, but he 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 wanted he, to cre- to create to to carry on the tradition of a winning surf team in Surf City. Absolutely, yeah, and, and it's still and, to this day with his own twist. Yes, and he's competitive, in, but he was capable. Later on, I didn't know what was going on really. When you're still a you know a teenager, you think you know it all, but when it came to that whole training thing, like I'm like, okay, yeah, we there was a group of us that we were. We were yeah. advancing, you know, and he was like, "Look, you guys, I'm, I'm wanting, 
this to be more than just the surf team. Wow. You know? Yeah. It's like, this is what can, you know, you guys are good at what you do. You're great surfers and all this stuff. And yeah. he's like, but he said, I remember him saying it and some other guys saying, he's like, he's like, you're good in California. He's like, how good are you in the United States? Yeah. How good are you in Hawaii? He's like, you know what? He's like, we got a whole group of guys coming from Australia. Let's see how good you are against them. Yeah. And then we'd gone to Australia. Anyway, it became a whole thing. He yeah. basically globalized did, it in did a way. Did the Beach surf team go on those trips yeah. before Verdun? No. Oh, no. We would only go to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, just as a as, as a surf, as surf team, team or surf class like, surf, trip. Yeah. yeah. And I only went because my brother was in high school and I was in junior high and I was able to like yeah. piggyback. But Verdun was the one that did the Yeah, he started networking with all like with PT like you said and, yeah. and these other and He's the one that took the team yes. on yes. in the summertime to like bigger yep. yeah. destinations. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's and pretty cool. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. And and as a kid and again like Debot can contest to this is you know, we're going over to Australia and we're doing, you know, a thousand mile like journey, you know, in three weeks, like every, every other day we're driving yeah, a couple hundred miles yeah. to the next town. We're going from Sydney all the way up to Brisbane. Yeah. Whatever. However, yeah. like this, it's you like know? going from San Francisco, maybe to like San Diego. Yeah. You know, it's pretty yeah. far. Yeah. You know, and we're competing with all these different clubs and all these different, you know, teams, which was. So fuck, part of your guys' success is. I mean, you could kind of tie that into Verdun. Well, for sure, but because he's like taking you, making you better outside of Huntington Beach. So going back well, to what exposing you, seen the, yeah. But like was, going back to Diva's point is like, well, you know, Verdun challenges. Let's see how good you are against Australians. And here we are. We're going, yeah. and we're surfing with guys. And we're like, oh, that kid rips, you know. In the next yeah. town, I'm like, oh, that kid, and you know, you become pen pals or you know yeah. names, yeah. and then. You know, all you run into and you're all going pro, and you're like, "Holy shit!" It's all the guy, the guys from Australia <laughs> that I stayed at their house, I slept. Remember, yeah. we, had, we were sneaking beers in the barbecue, and we're eating them, trying to hang out that chick. We were driving. Can we drive your car on the wrong side of the road? And that was what we were doing. We're like, that's so. Funny. It was freaking rad. Yeah. Yeah. We had I mean, that, also like, Danny Wills. You're like, oh, Danny, okay, and boom, the guy's yeah. blowing up on tour. And yeah, fighting for a world title yeah. one year. You're yeah. like, what the heck? Sasha Stalker, Danny Wills, Noodles, uh, you know, Todd yeah. Prestige, uh, you know, all like guys. Mick Lowe. I don't even know. There was a freaking that's so yeah. Mick Campbell. All these yeah, guys. Yeah, like Those for Verdone to to be like a jock coach. Yeah. To take surfing yeah. on and like yeah. elevate it, really, because Chuck Allen, he was like the man, right? Everyone yeah. loved yeah. and revered Chuck Allen because he did a lot of good things. Oh, but yeah, it's cool that Verdone, and and we kind of know this, but not you know we no one really talks about this how yeah. Verdone really stepped up to the challenge for of, sure of making sure that yeah. what Chuck Allen did didn't fall short. You and, know, and, and, not even, yeah. and not even that. Like, and I don't want this to be all about Verdun because you know we got to get back. Show's to not about Verdun, but but you know, <laughs> I, I just want to highlight a couple more pieces that really influenced us growing up. You know, is you know there would be occasional Friday, last Friday of the month, we do auditorium or whatever. We bring donuts. We watch a surf movie, or he would do like get pro surfers and Tom Car- Tom Curran and wow. other pros would come and talk to the class, and you know we're yeah. in an auditorium, and then. You know, that was super influential, you yeah. know, because you got to meet and greet, like, with, yeah. like, you know, fucking the best of the, the best. Heroes. yeah. And then when it came to our yearly banquet at the end of the year, and we're talking a, cl- a surf class with, like, 100, 150 kids. And now you're talking parents, grandparents or whatever, because you're, you know, it's like a, 
it's like a PE class, but yet, you know, you get a letter if you're on the team and, you know, yeah. and he would make all of us stand up you and need, make you, a speech. You, need, you, need, yep. you, you got two minutes. You better prepare. You're going up. And like, the, the, <laughs> well, like, time he didn't tell you when though. But no, but you know what I mean? You like, didn't know when. You just knew that at some point you're, you're, you're getting you're called up. Called Every up. single person. And, 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 no, and well, the team. The team. Okay. The actual team. No. There was a, there was a, I had to go up. There was a Because you're on the team. Yeah. The team guys. They, yeah, yeah. 12 or whatever there was. Yeah. Like, well, was you would have more. to go up and do like, team yeah. And he always. Well, no. Well, he would just let you. He would, he put you on the spot. Yeah. And here's the mic. Be ready. Help. You're on the spot. And be you're ready. Like, oh gosh. For sure. Have some yeah. prepared. Be yeah. ready. Like it wasn't like you have to fill two minutes. It was. I, I mean, but, guys are like trying to hide under amazing. But he would be like, look, you know, this is communication, and he was yeah. always when we go to Australia, it's all respect, and you don't do this, and you don't do that, and you don't drink, and you meet people, and you stare them in the eyes and shake, and we talk about mentors and people yeah. that are very influential on how to respect others and yeah. be an elder, but just how to be a human. And yeah. you know, greet and shake, and he was all that that's all awesome. the time. That's you know, awesome. yeah. and that's what you know. Again, he rubbed a lot of people wrong, and he was tough, and he was you know, kind of a freaking jerk, and you know, ass. And I watched him pick up. He probably would have knocked me out, but he went to Barry first because I was a freshman. Barry's a senior, and we're in Australia, <laughs> and we ended up surfing into this condes area, and he lit us yeah. up. It was it was a lot of a lot like, of the the. We don't break the rules. Like, yeah, like he would just be like, "This, this is the easy, yeah. you guys." And then you break the rules. He's like, "There's consequences breaking the rules." <laughs> yeah, you know that, right? And you're like, "What, huh?" He's like, "Yeah, all right, take your leash off." And you're like, "What do you mean?" No, nope. you're not wearing a leash the rest of the time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. but at the same point, it's got to be fun on that's his what side it was, too. Yeah. You know, like he's probably there was a point. There was a point to it, you know. But he, he at the same time, he made it. He, it was still fun. You know, and it was still, it was still life like lessons this. that you, yeah, you, yeah. Looking he back was, at today, going, wow, like you look back at some of the guys terrified that, having to go talk and be the freaking yeah. center of attention, and yeah, you know, yeah. and then now it's like it's the whatever. best thing that could ever happen for sure. Yeah. And then some of it was some of it too is exactly the life lessons of of us becoming adults. Yeah, like he was he was basically trying to say, look, you you boys yeah. becoming men. Yeah, well. The, guess yeah, what? what you gotta do yeah, yeah. guess but, what that's what are you, so rad yeah. and, and, and so, again we, we need to get him on the show and really talk about it too because even the alumni that gone on and he's really hard on the kids you need to stay in school you need to get good grades it wasn't true. just like oh I'm only gonna you know just surf 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 he was all about like yeah you gotta he was, out of the hundreds of kids that come through this program there's only a couple and you yeah. could say like oh, there's like this many that yeah. have really been able to like make money you know career you yeah. know us too. Yeah. More yeah. uh, him than you. But he's really... <laughs> no, dude. But, late night made good money. But he's really good about, like, telling the kids, like, look, this is this is fun. This is great. But you got to stay in school and, you know, find a career. And he's very... Always asked me, you know, to come back or other people that I know. It's like, hey, come tell them your story and, and inspire them to, like, you know, maybe we should go do a late night and talk to you there at the surf class. Anyways. Yeah. Well, so going back to NSSA, Nibal, you're starting to light it up. So, well, starting to, or was was starting, I, this is where it, this is where it comes. Boys, to. is it? It was it was, which is in NSSA men's. It's 13 to 15 boys. I can't or remember juniors. what it was. I think it was junior. All I know is I got to the point where it was um, the U.S. Championships, 
and it was WSA invited, NSA invited, I think, d different groups. But all I remember was 1989 semifinals. In one one side was Taylor Knox, Pat O'Connell, Kelly Slater, um, <laughs> Josh Bradbury, oh, Shane yeah. Stone. I, I mean, yeah, I think Shane Stoneman. And then there was like two guys that Isaac. Kenneshura, I think, was one of the top guys from Hawaii. David Gonzalez. Gonzalez, was it? Gonzalez, yeah. Gonzalez. Yeah, um, boy. I can't remember. And there was a few other. Oh, it was um, Danny Mahato. Oh, yeah. And, sure. From the East Florida. Coast. Yeah. And there was another. There's somebody. Um, um, oh, Rob Machado. Yeah. Okay. I end up coming through at one of those semifinals. And into the final, did Oceanside, uh, Jetty. It's going off and going off. It was going off at about four to five feet, mostly lefts on the north jetty, but it was six man heats, so it was tough. And you're battling for everything you could get. And, and how I, many waves do you have to get? Four. four? It was In top four. Yeah, four. And it's a 20 minute final? Yeah. In, I don't even remember if it was 20 minutes or 50. All I know is six that, man final. That yeah. I was <laughs> super duper focused on. Being super aggressive, I was not. I'm not the biggest guy. I wasn't the biggest kid, yeah. and I knew Machado had all the skills, and I knew like Stoneman had the style and the finesse, and always seemed to be on the great waves. And and Mahato as well was just he was a, like a step above everybody. And I think Bradbury was in the final too. But anyway, all I knew was I, my aggression came out, and I won over a couple waves on on Rob. And I won over a wave on on Stoneman that those guys would have won the final. If I wasn't super aggressive and, and paddled the around them, hassled them, did whatever I had to do to get the waves, I, I cut in from the final. And Richard Wolcott standing on the beach, and he's a Quicksilver team manager. Rob Machado rides for Quicksilver. And I'm walking by, and he looks over and he goes, good job, dude. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. And he's like, you. He's like, well, what am I gonna say? He's like, you were on the best waves, man. He goes, you wouldn't let anybody have anything out there, <laughs> you know. And I was I just like, shit, maybe I won. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Back then, they don't say there's no life scoring or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Third place, Danny. Uh, Danny Mahato. Second place, Rob Machado. First place, Jeff Devon. Dude, I was blown away. Did you dude. cry? Yeah. No, I didn't cry. Still <laughs> strong cry. and tall. And that, I was yeah. freaked out. And at that point, so was I, that the first time you you got that the I had, eye of the tiger? No, but it was the first time that I was in a position of because that, that was that the caliber. Final. Yeah, yeah. I've been in other other you know U.S. championships and stuff, but nothing like that. With, with that type of roster of guys. Yeah. It was just gnarly. But gnarly. when you get to that point, I was just like, how am I going to... I'm not I'm not the best the surfer. The in, in you know? But I, how do I win this? And the winning... And I just came out. I'm like... And I was standing on the beach and I was like, I have to be aggressive. And I just kept telling myself over and over and over in the water. Friend. I'm like, be aggressive, be aggressive. Be, and... I, and and I remember even even my mom at one time was like, "It's okay if you lose because you you went for it. You know, you can go for it." That's okay. yeah. That's you know? that was my problem over here. <laughs> I'm gonna and, wait for that dial a bomb. And so <laughs> sometimes you do that. You just you just that's what it is. You yeah. just freaking 
put it on the line, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing that... It went, uh, it's competition. That was... I was... 15, 16? 15 turned 16, yep. Yeah. Nice. It's competition. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do. You're right. supposed to be aggressive. Right. You're supposed to take Wait, the best waves. Did they televise that one? Or is it I don't the next remember. year? I don't think so. I know they televised the... I'm pretty sure it was the OP Junior that yeah. came later, after, right after that. And the OP Junior, now US Open. So that was the next step. That, that the Junior Series. So the Juniors. Back to that win. Yeah. You're on the podium. Your name gets called for first place. Yeah. What did that do for your confidence? And then like sponsors, what did, everything. Yeah, what, what happened after uh, that? Like, I wish I could remember <laughs> exactly what happened. But we I, like, I knew at that point, right? Yeah. After that, for the next like month, I was like, well, now I'm I'm the guy. Yeah, you're the guy. I'm the guy. And I did. I remember I did have attitude. I had a little bit of attitude before that. And I had a little bit of attitude after that. But I was like... I was in, you yeah. know. Like so, I said, I was. I wanted to win. Back yeah. then, so were, were you? Yeah. Was there a pros in town that you were like, I want to be a pro. I want to be like that. Oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, we yeah. had Bud Lom and like you said, well, Cole Bud was past, Yeah, but, but, was, you know, they yeah. were. You know, there was a whole group. But you, you, you started aspiring to be a pro surfer someday. Yeah. So at that, that was where I really was like, okay, I, I can, I can be do a pro this. Surfer. Yeah. That contest. That event pushed me past like okay well i'm gonna keep doing this because yeah. you know I, I love doing it this well, was like okay i could compete and actually make money at this later yeah. down the road well it's, it's kind of crazy when you you were saying you're on the beach and you're saying to yourself I, I can't surf as good as these guys what do i have to do to win yeah right and you're like i'm gonna be on the best waves yeah and yeah. it's well, funny well, well stop you there it wasn't always the best waves it was also taking waves from the other guys. Yeah, yeah. the the competition, the, 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 the psychological part, part that I didn't really understand until I was doing it was, I was I was actually taking the wind out of these guys' sail yeah. by your by Jedi saying, mind tricking them. Yeah, by like being aggressive. Right, which it's competition right yeah. right and I like, didn't really sure. realize that I was do I, I just was like it, but it takes the wind out you know it, 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 it yeah. deflates you I, I think because when it happens when it was happening to me yeah. I was deflated sometimes yeah. I'm like shit that guy's a good one yeah. yeah and then I do remember Rob multi, Rob Machado and I had to compete against each other same age we went through all the events and Rob just he he just had it like things things happened naturally for him yeah. things just came to him and i had to work a lot harder but at the same time my only thing with him was that i could i had if i could get aggressive on him i could i could get under his skin early yeah. where he could get deflated yeah and it only happened a few times but it, um, you know yeah it, it, it happened enough it happened where yeah. yeah i was like okay that's so interesting to to talk about because yeah. Like you're a talented surfer, you fucking rip. Rip. you yeah. you throw big fans, you do big turns, you're a great surfer, and but Lar does those too, and he's not a great competitive surfer. <laughs> well, there was no, but yeah. you, I have been, and you, I you, didn't I have had moments. <laughs> where right, but we can we can now well we can project forward where it was the same. The guys were like. D-Ball's talented, D-Ball's good, he's a great surfer, but there's 
guys all over the world in my category. Yeah. There were. We all knew. I knew it. You guys knew it. You, my friends told me. Yeah. But you guys, but Jay and those other guys would also tell me, like, dude, like he said, dial a ball. I would be on the best waves. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, how the fuck are you on the best waves? Yeah. And how is it that you go out and free surf good and then you get in a heat and you, and you, you, fucking, and you fucking flare? Yes. <laughs> and it was, it was seriously, it was all about that mental peaking pop. at the right I was, time. Well, in a way, but it was more about I was I constantly told myself my inner my mind was always like I can do this I was always trying to be like I can do this I can do I this. had a tiger over here I, I was this. talking I'm to the, the wrong world. guy well <laughs> hey they're, they're, I would I, I, took, I took competitive seriously too and I, I had a lot of good accolades in my youth <laughs> I would look and I'd be like, okay, that guy scored an eight over there. That guy scored a seven. That guy scored over here. And then those guys didn't. Get, I'm gonna go over here. And the next heat, they're, it, it, they well, move down. And everybody over there got waves, and I'm over here. And I'm like, it doesn't yeah. matter with D-ball though. No, Dialabob knows where. <laughs> Dialabob doesn't know where to sit. The waves know where to Dialabob sits. I knew this at the U.S. Championships in Florida because it would rotate the coast. Yeah. And I went to Florida. My dad chaperoned me and Dan Horgan. And, it, of course, we're at Sebastian Inlet, and it's, like, at best, thigh high, you know? Waist, waist thigh high. And it's killer and sunny and beautiful, and I'm waiting for my first heat. And then all of a sudden, like, 15 minutes before, like... Rainstorm? Thunder? These black thunderous <laughs> clouds come. Yeah. And a freaking, like, 20-mile-an-hour side wind comes. Yeah. And I'm like, three, two, one, beep, and I paddle. It's like... It's a it was like victory at sea, and my 15 minute heat ended. I ended up losing, and then five minutes later, the sun comes out and glasses <laughs> off. And my my dad, no joke, you can ask my dad or Horgan, and they're like, "We just flew halfway across the country. <laughs> you lose in first heat in, in, in a hurricane." <laughs> Straight up, gorgeous, glassy, yeah. and then all of a sudden, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting, I'm all suited up in my jersey, I'm just so psyched, and all of a sudden, like, the black yeah. came, and then it passed, and I'm like... Dude, I can just imagine Tolar going, all psyched, yeah, my son, my son, what? Yeah. Uh, it was so bad, but yeah. I, I mean... And that. Jay had a lot of that happen to him, he did, which... He, but I'll say I will say this: Jay had a lot of a lot of those tough heats where yeah. the shit just went sideways. Dude. But there were there were times where Jay would come through too. You know, and then when he came through those hard ones, all of a sudden he was on. Yeah. If he got through that one fucking just really Early. shitty ass heat, yeah. waves are absolutely just pathetic. Hardly anything coming through. Yeah. He he ended up in the final or even. Later. I mean I mean again like. Jay, not very many pearls. <laughs> we had we had the bud bud tour and Dude, I mean the first contest like the first I know, I know. yeah the first year I was you know cracking my quarters I think I made yeah. one semi a couple quarters like you know like hey dude so the show's not about like, yeah, later no no stop right there <laughs> let's go to, let's let's fast forward bud surf tour yeah Makaha. Yeah. La were we staying at the same place? We were yeah, staying at the we, same it was house. Ma Malia, Mal Malia Point, Malia, Malia. First, Miley, Miley, Miley Point, Miley, Miley Point. Point. So and then, and then it moved. Yeah. And and Lar semifinals. Mm-hmm. 
in the islands. I'm yeah. in the final. Yeah, dude, that that was it was gnarly, and we were getting semifinals, we final. Getting, yeah. yeah, we were getting ha- hassled. We were the oh, both from Huntington, yeah. and we were and we were White I mean, basically yeah. But it was a lot. All the guys were there, but yeah. at the same point, we were some of the only two guys from California from California that yeah, did from the really well. Yeah, I so, was in the final with Sonny Garcia, John Shimuka, and Derek Ho. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Think about that for a second. <laughs> on the on the west side, oh, for just yeah, yeah, and the and the stair. I mean, it wasn't a lot of people on the beach, but the stairs you got walking down, yeah, yeah. you know, and so you should just, paddle for waves. Just like yeah, they're just like in Montcalm. Don't, don't even don't yeah, even but paddle for a wave. Pretty much, pretty much what was you're, you're said, getting, but you, not being said. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're hoping there's and what you get a four wave set. I got third actually. Yeah. You, you actually beat somebody in the heat. Yeah, Derek, in Derek was, was pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, hey man. Yeah, and I, I did. Okay. in the semis, I, dude. It was some. This was a WQS. Yeah, full on bud surf tour. All the best guys. It was. It was at Malia Point up until quarter semis finals, which moved to Makaha. Yeah, you know. So you're like, yeah. I just want to get to Makaha. Yeah, you know. And then you're like, wait, Somehow. this wave's freaking tough. Yeah. yeah, you know. And then the other one was the the mobile one on the North Shore, and ended up holding that Turtle Bay on the on the oh, yeah. on the east side. Yeah. And the same thing, how he said, you know, you get seated and you make your heats, and then you're in you're you're in heats with locals, you know. And I got mm-hmm. Sunny and you know probably Larry Rios or somebody or somebody or else, or and you're like, gnarly. just send us like four waves. I think that yeah. Josh Mo- somebody was just sitting on the inside. There's not even inside, but it was like that guy's not competing, and I just sit, Sunny, yeah. Sunny, you, you want mm-hmm. this one? Uh, yeah. you knew it was gonna go. then you pick off and I ended up getting like the second best wave of the heat every time because he was obviously getting whatever he wanted like you yeah. just knew don't paddle for a wave I paddle for yeah <laughs> give me some room you know like it was fucking intense but yeah. you're wrong yeah yeah, yeah so back to that that day so US championships you won that final <clears throat> you you have a new found kind of outlook on competitive surfing Conference. You already knew it, yeah. yeah. Well, at that point, I was. That's when I, I really felt like, okay, I'm, I'm able to do this. I'm able to create a career. I can, I can beat these guys. Yeah. And were you on the national team yet, or was that kind of like a trial, like to get on that? So the national team, NSSA already had their. Te- they had their team. I wasn't really interested in being on the NSSA national team. How come? Uh, I don't know. I just wasn't. For some reason, I didn't want to feel like I was a part of just the NSSA, you know? Because yeah. part of part of me was the, the WSA. Even though the WSA started to fade away and had changed into, like, USSF or something like that. and So. Yeah, well, it was just I didn't want to be connected tightly as... As some of those guys were with NSSA, you know, yeah. they were all wearing body glove wetsuits with OP, NSSA, triple logo, big old NSSA, logos all over like, everything, yeah. and for some reason and you I were just, on OP by then, right? Or around mm, that? Yes, I think that's when I I can't remember exactly when, but I was very close to riding for OP. And part of the OP thing was uh, were you riding for Billabong then? I was on Billabong. And Rip Curl actually wet oh, wow. Yeah. I had Rip Curl. But there was there was a lot of different stuff happening, you know. But anyway, I just that's just 
the route I went. I just didn't take, yeah. take it with the NSSA. So after this, after that big contest, so after the big U.S. championships, yeah. um, the next stop was uh, OP Pro Junior, and the first few years I, I don't think I did that well. One year I made the semis, but then down the road I made the made the final. Where was the OP Junior? HB. That HB. was the same as the U.S. Open. Okay. Today, so, and that big one was once again made the final, and who did I go against? Rob Machado. Is that, <laughs> is that when they found Rob Machado's yeah. peak? No. The whole point is I can't let D Baugh take my way, so I'm going to paddle down to Lake Street. Yeah. So the and waves were six to eight with ten foot sets, oh, yeah. sweeping current. You know, going rushing through the pier, so you couldn't really surf next to the pier. You had and you had to paddle out way down the beach, so it was crazy. But at the same time, it was man on man heats. Very very different than anything we've ever yeah. ever done because everything's always six man heats. Lucky if you ever surfed a four man heat. Yeah. And this is man on man, so I was all new. But and Rob had done some events too. That um, some of the other yeah, he was winning bud tours at fifteen. Yeah, fourteen, <laughs> whatever. Fourteen. But the bottom line was, you know, Rob. Um, it was my home break, but Rob, once again, had the skills. Now, in that final, I, all I remember was I got two good waves, but they took your top three or maybe your top four. I can't remember. Oof. And dude, when you're getting swept down the beach and trying to get... And Rob wasn't catching set waves. He was catching all these little in-betweeners, but yeah. he was scoring. He was ripping and can't take anything the away. The ones that just kind of... Kind of, just kind of feeling yeah, and just, running. Just head high, yeah. little mid-chips, mid you know, across... the Cross the same bar, yeah, and he and he killed it. So he had he like two it. good ones and two close, like one maneuver close outs. Do you think or something? So he was. Uh, I was getting one maneuver, two maneuvers. So I was lucky, and he was getting three or four like mm. decent snaps. But he was your nemesis, kind of for a long time. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. a really long time through our whole amateur career. So, and, and in a way, it was actually really good to have someone that pushed you pushed like you, that. Yeah. Because look at where he ended up, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, Dude. I mean, the guy was competing for world titles, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And without, I mean, he's one of the best, the best. Like, yeah, for sure. And without, without that, you know, who knows what, what would have happened with me, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, there was, I don't know, there was all, obviously, down the road, you get, I started getting into the WQS and started advancing, but the Bud Surf Tour, let's, let's go there. Yeah. Bud Surf Tour was where it was at back then. Yeah. Were you, you still know? amateur? Yeah, mm -hmm. amateur. Yeah, I mean, but it was weird because it was like this weird thing. Guys are making money as amateurs, and there's no like regulations or anything. So yeah, I, I so. remember it had to go. I remember going. I think my fun. first year it was, went to ASP, and I had to send them a plane ticket or something, and then they would cut me a check. You. Yeah, it was. Weird, I was like, but, what is? But it, it kind of that whole thing kind of fit. Here's a guy. So yeah, amateur guys were sh making money. All you have to do is like submit. Uh, well, to go to, to to go back a little bit on that is the the pro pro am events, the Bud Tours. You know, amateurs, yeah, could enter and compete and make money. And they were giving, I think, a hundred dollar wins fifty, and yeah, then like main event was a hundred dollars per yeah, heat win. Time. Heat win, hundred dollar heat wins. Quarterfinals started pay, pay big payoffs. Yeah. And what are you looking for? Get a fork. I know there's no forks. They, they wrecked us. And there's white rice too. How'd that? Then you use your chopsticks, bro. You're disappointing. 
Keep going. We are. We're just waiting for you. Sit down. Okay. Mm. But there was money to be made. Like, you know, you think you had to make the final. No, you. if you made the main event, you were making like two or four hundred bucks that first heat. So. And then maybe a couple of hundred based on winning heats up until that. PSAA turned into the Bud Surf Tour and then it really took off. And there was a lot of money. No, so you, you were still amateur when that was. Still amateur. You were, you were in high school still. Oh yeah, it was. But it was happening, man. It was really happening. Like, like and we're talking like, eight, nine, ten events in in California. Gosh, and then he's living here from Hawaii. Move over here. Guys from Australia. Move um, all over the world. Yeah, we talked compete. to we talked to Todd Presage about that, you know, and, and some other yeah. um, people that moved over here to compete, you know, because it was they're so far removed from. Traveling every time they left their country was like, you know, the craziest international flight. Well, let they alone, could be a hub here, compete on the Bud Tour, and then be centralized and be but able. But if you're smart about it, which they were being, they were thinking it through. They're like, I can, I can reduce those all those costs and all those yeah. travels, and the actual points that were being given out at that point was was a lot for the Bud Surf Tour to mm-hmm. make the actual WCT. Yeah. So that was the main goal anyway. So if those guys, mm-hmm. you know. Could it come was, over here. It was, and, and, yeah, it was a smart business play, but you're also competing against pretty much the, <clears throat> the, the best, cr- of the, the best. best of the best, anyways. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's right there on that level. So, so boom, you're you're still in high school, like junior uh-huh. competing, senior, junior, senior. Yeah, junior and senior, senior year was a b- the big one. Yeah. What year did you? Go for the U.S. as a as a world amateur competition. Was that so your junior? So 1990, I made the U.S. team. Consisted of Kelly Slater, awesome. Rob Machado, Taylor Knox, Pat O'Connell, um, Shane Stoneman. We mentioned as a young, he was actually a really good surfer. Yeah. Who who just didn't like to compete. Uh, who else was on the Pete Rocky? another good guy um cc betcheloff myself there was eight of us and then there were two alternates evan slater and casey curtis wow pretty killer team i mean you think about just the first few guys they named okay you got a a national team kelly slater rob machado taylor knox pat o'connell i mean you got four guys right there that were you know all in the top, what, 10, 15 yeah. in the world? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Dude, kidding me? Yeah. We were we were set out to win that that as a team, but we didn't. But anyway, that that was part of. And that what was, was that? The U.S. So that was the, world titles. Yeah, it was it was so when they send the the teams. Each now it's like an ISA. Mm. It was but like, back then it was it was a different organization. Yeah. Yeah. So smaller, more condensed. It's now. You know, kind of branched out into more divisions and a bigger <clears throat> kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back that's the way it was looked at. It was that was the next. Who's the next generation? You know, and yeah. from what countries? Yeah, it was eighteen and under, right? It was just or amateurs. Amateurs. You know? It didn't matter. It didn't like matter because I was in. I was in heat with guys. Two guys from Tahiti that were like growing beards and men, and you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, it was crazy. <clears throat> and you what? guys didn't win with that team. No. 
what happened? I don't really want to tell you exactly what happened. A couple but, people. But one, one, uh, yeah, one in particular just uh, didn't come through for us when you needed the points. Oh, we talked about this. So what? Um. So what year? So you're doing the, the bud tour, or say your junior. So I graduated in 1992, and so 1993 I did all of, all of the bud surf tour. And did pretty well. Made yeah. some made some quarters, you know. Had some good results. There's a lot of events. A lot of great guys. Yeah. Yeah. The the. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was in the event. You got Snips, Dino, and Dino Slam Breezy. You got Beshin. You had like Vinny I mean, Pena, yeah, Vinny, Todd Chesser, dude, the craziest. Uh, I mean, you can go down. I mean, there's guys from Hawaii. I mean, you had all the Larry yeah. Rios and I mean, what you had yeah. Dorian competing in those events. Williams, yeah. Uh, shoot, there's so many, so many different guys. And the guys right up in front of it. Like and that was about. That was not even the guys that were already on. I mean, yeah, Charlie Coon way ahead of that, and Jim Hogan way ahead of that, and I mean, just list goes on and on, you know. But you know, going a lot of those events. Hang on, on Chris Brown was the guy. The guy, Chris Brown, Chris Brown, 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 Brown was the guy. But the um, a lot of those events were tied back to where you were kind of competing on the Mississippi almost your your the previous you know three or four years. You know, you're going to. Well, yeah, and you a just, lot of those same spots. I was still competing in the in the SSAs too. Yeah, through those, a lot of you know. I remember having having heats with like Donovan Frankenrider, you know, over and over in NSSA, and into the, and then the next week you're surfing a, surfing a Bud Surf tour with, with the same guy. Yeah, you know. But you're making money. People, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you win your heat, you get a hundred bucks. You're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Versus paying a hundred bucks to enter. Yeah. And not getting anything, but maybe uh, yeah. So you graduate nineteen ninety three. Did you 92. turn ninety two? Did you turn pro? Yes. Okay. So in that that next year, you still had the Caton team challenge. Oh wow! And in the individual, I won the Caton that year. You did? Yeah. Dang! And then later down the road, they had. Northside. They brought it back. And then 98, I want. 1998, I think it was. And I won that event. So, two, two time Peyton team challenge. Dude! I don't remember. So I've got that. Some, some things on my on my resume. Yeah. Northside, north bro. So, wait. No, Nine. but. Yeah, it was moved to Southside, actually. Really? For the. Yeah. For the 98 one? Yeah, it was weird. Well, they brought it back, and it wasn't in the wintertime either. Was like, I think it was like springtime. Or, but the bottom line was, hey, you know, I think the final was myself, Dino and Dino, Peter Mel, and somebody else that was gnarly. Anyway. Is that 92 or the 98 one? The 98. Okay. The 92, I remember Frankenrider was in that. I think Brian Jennings. And somebody else that was gnarly. Man, there's just so many events. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember everything. You've been saying. All right, we're cutting this off. He doesn't know everything. We're, <laughs> no, but it's crazy how many events he's won. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Well, yeah. I got, I'll just put this plain and um, crystal clear. I got second place more than I ever won an event. 
But you yeah. won a lot of events. Yeah. I won a lot of events, but I had second a lot. And I always say, and I'll say it again, nobody remembers second. Okay? <laughs> no. If you don't win, first loser. Sorry, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the hardest thing to take. When you, you're that close, but you're that far. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> you know, yeah. crazy. I didn't get any seconds. I either won or class. <laughs> see, that's what, see? <laughs> let's yeah. say it. Let's say it. Lauren, yeah. you didn't make a lot of finals, but come on. <laughs> you didn't make a lot of main events either. Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the harshest critic. He is. He, he's a critic. But that's why I, it's tough love. Um, hey, then there was a traveling <coughs> from the U.S. And then there was a time we went to South Africa. Jay and I, and who else were we? We were with Drummy, maybe? Scott Finn. Scott Finn. And Richie, Richie Collins, yeah, was involved in that. So, you, you know, you you want to find a flat like an apartment. You know, we're all just trying to like, hey, like we're all going. Let's share the expenses and you know figure out. And then we came in so late, our place wasn't ready because we didn't realize we flew in. It was like twelve thirty a.m., but we couldn't check in till like three in the afternoon. Yep. So we had to go get a hotel room. That, for that Shady night, straight hit. from the airport, straight to the ho a hotel. Now this is we're, South Africa, and we're right. jet lagged, and we're just like, I mean, it's not normal. We're like, it's four in the morning, five in the morning, waiting for the sun. We're like, let's just get her suited up, and like, we're frothing. Let's just go go surf, surf, come back, grab all our crap, and go check in at our like apartment. We're all cruising, okay. We're all settled in. Let's grab our money. And go go hit the bank. We'll do our exchange, and then we'll go do some shopping. And I'm going through all my stuff, women. My all my money's gone. And I'm like, where? And I mean, it was like your think, stuff was there, but your money was gone. Yeah, we checked out of the hotel, and I had it like hidden, you know, like in the sock and the bottom of a shoe and the bad bottom of my bag, like whatever. Where where was your stuff in the hotel? Yeah, I was in the hotel. Oh man. But what was odd is, you, you know, we were just there for one night. So, like, we came back and we knew we noticed, like, the maids were already in a room. And I think they look at, like, yeah, you know, in hindsight, looking back and being the, you know, the detective is like, oh, they knew we were only there one night. It's on their, their check-in, check-out list. And they are already in a room. Like, why are they in the room? We, we didn't even, like, check out yet. Yeah. And But, you know, we're little kids and we didn't really know. Really and long know. story short, they took all my, my cash, all my money. Yeah. First day of a, like, almost mm -hmm. gone for a month. First day. Oh, my day. gosh. Yeah. And I was, like, freaking out. Like, calling my parents. I'm, like, and D-Ball's, like, look, I got money. And I like, didn't have much, but, but I had like, some. Like, Somehow, way, mine didn't go anywhere. I, yeah. Were you maybe already actually, broke? I think, I don't think I, maybe I didn't go, I didn't surf or something. There was some, somehow, some way I. Kept your money. Yeah, I had all my stuff together. I don't know. Long story short is. I borrow money, and like the first week we're there, they have this night surfing contest, which is like a skins event. You know, when a when a heat's like hundred or two hundred bucks, whatever. Yeah. And you know, it's like it doesn't start till like seven at night, and it goes to like two in the morning. It's like a whole. It's a night yeah. event, night surfing event, and there's bars on the beach. And oh yeah, and they're serving all of it if we wanted, you know, free alcohol. Yeah, and you're like, well, just and I it. went in like three here or four heats that night, and I'm like, D ball, here's your money back, and I got cash, yeah. like you know, within the first week. Wait, you won a bunch of money? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Late, yeah. late night, dude. Performed at night, dude. They yeah. like, I had beers and shots between heats. I was like, out there and ready. No, yeah. but it was so, like, <laughs> odd the way, like, it all it unraveled. Just, yeah. Because back then they would they would literally have the money right there like with them. Yeah, you're getting you're getting paid cash you know? right there. But I, and it's crazy in South Africa though because you look around and you're like oh there's a dude over there with a gun and a dude over there with a gun and they're secure you know like okay but the first not money first time to South Africa with the boys we get in super you know the the whole thing that unraveled was like I can't I can't you know like Shocker. that's a lot a lot of money yeah. like. And Richie, Richie Collins had traveled the world for years, and he, and he, of course, he comes in and is like, well, you guys should know better, you know? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But he Skeletor. was he was actually good, though. You know, it was actually good to have somebody that was just like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And you're just like, uh, okay, don't go down that, or go over here, you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of have a little bit of control. Because he's like, already he's been, been on through it. Yeah, he's, yeah. He might have even won that event already. Yeah, he's yeah, he's been he's a veteran and he was back on so him and Richie were on town and country, right? Yeah. And this was, right? Or was yeah, it that was town and country at some point. So he was trying to you know, he saw what Aki did, you know, coming back and like, you know, other guys like yeah, taking Richie, breaks and then Richie? Get, yeah. Okay. He had a short break, I think. But. A little short break. But you know, it wasn't you know, kind of came off to her and then, you know, came back on. I'm gonna go on and it was it was pretty rad to have him you know show you like, the ropes yeah you know, just show us a rope but just entertainment everything yeah well you've got a guy like him that's that's you know he, he's off the wall you don't yeah. know what's yeah. coming you yeah. never know yeah. what's gonna how he's gonna how he's gonna wake up and so he was kind of clean cut normal he had like a beard and normal hair and we're like dude your skeleton I remember you know we started like hyping him up and we're like, let's shave you. Let's put some like lines in your beards and give you a mohawk. And we freaking he goes and he's like, let's do it. And we freaking wait, literally bit the side of his head and give him a mohawk. And then we we chisel out like lines and give him like a weird goatee like shit. No, right? It was hilarious. So wait, he's young. you're not the ones that turned him into Skeletor. No, no, no this is already, way after. We are okay. already talking we were, about We were like, idolizing the Skeletor that used to be. Yeah. He'd already been Skeletor. And he didn't yes. want to be Skeletor no. for a while, but when, when we turned it on him of how rad like we, was, we psyched him up because we were like, that's the guy. Like, who are you? Like, we yeah. want Skeletor. You know, we were yeah. just little, you know, like <laughs> shit kids. Well, like, we were just like, <laughs> like dude, you, you freaking won the Cold Water Classic as Skeletor. Like, how do you not, like, yeah. have that in you? You know? And he just he's like, alright, let's do it. Yeah. But he, he was... I mean, like, it's crazy. When he would go free surf, he's like, you're not going out for two hours. You're going to go out 20 minutes and you're coming back in. And he was, like, mentally, like, preparing us for, like, 20-minute heats. Like, he was on it. Like, yeah. he was a good guy to have in your corner, even though he was crazy, you know? Well, he, yeah, it was, <laughs> he, he was, he was, it was just the, the pointing, pointing things out sometimes was just, like, was, you're like, dude, I mean, to yeah. the little tiny things on your surfboard, you know, like oh, your fin is looks off by like a sixteenth of it, you know, it's not curved right or what, just all these little things. You're like, what? Huh? Yeah, What's going very, on here? Yeah, involved in Citric and like that that way. But you know, yeah. But we were just stoked to freaking be. You know? But you yeah. know what, Richie, as as much as he he could be difficult, he was he was on your side yeah. too, though. He'd root for you and he would want want you to win and do it, give you good pointers and give yeah. you good help. The same point. So, you turned pro at 
as soon as you graduate? Yeah. Okay. As soon as I'm out of high school. 92. Yeah. And how, like, how does that happen? Like, how do you, you know? Well, you just announce your pro. Well, not really. There wasn't a lot of announcement. There was just like, okay, now I'm just accepting more money than, than I used to. And things had changed, too. I mean, guys were already getting, you know, Slater and all, and all these guys were starting to get money anyway as amateurs, but... Yeah. The bottom line is you just start entering the event. It asks you on the on the, your sheet. You know, you fill pro. out a sheet. Yeah. Am pro. I'm am pro. Yeah. Here's my and social. Here's my thing. So and then they will pay you yeah. cash at every event. What was your first pro contest? Mm, Shoot. That's a good question. Shoots. Mm, don't know. You don't, don't remember? Know. Was it a PSA? I'm going to say it was a Bud Surf Tour. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So had I have been. Had do you remember been how you did in your first? PSA. Contest. I probably didn't do very well because <laughs> I don't remember it. Yeah. So what? I don't remember. Turning pro is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, which contest do you remember going? Oh wow, I did well. I made the final as a pro. I don't, I don't have that off the top of my head. All, all what sticks in my head is doing super well at the U.S. Open as a wild card. Because okay. the OP was a sponsor, or no? Because they won the, the U.S. Open. So that's back then. They had WQS OP contest, and then they had the uh, the U.S. Open. It was weird. They were transferring. They had two events back to back for like two years. Yeah, it was strange. But anyway, and it was like had, a Honda U.S. It was Open. Like a, yeah, WQS qualifying, and then they had the championship tour back to back. Remember, it was like Rob Machado had won the. The Panasonic. Well, the, he won the QS. <laughs> yeah. And then it was a huge deal. Lo and behold, I go into the U.S. Open where he's going for a world title against Slater that year. You know, that was one of the beginnings of that. I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah. He was, he was like, I think he was second in the world. And it was halfway through the season. They were going to Europe after that. U.S. Open. I get, I get the wild card into the, that, that event. Who do I go up against? Rob Machado. Your man. All the guys in the whole entire world, right? <laughs> you can yeah. get seated up against. And I'm seated up against a guy I've been competing against since I was 11 years old. So wild. Yeah. So he just won that event. It was all a huge deal. Rob Machado won the event. He's going. He's second in the world. He's fighting for a world title. Boom. Three minutes left. I'm leading. Rob needed a score. He never got it. Wow. I end up, and that was in like the round of, round three or something. Early. And then early on. And boom. He's out. I, he's out. I make the next heat. I make the next heat. And then I'm in the quarters. Quarterfinals. Barry Mungaberry. What was it? Mungaberry? Mungaberry, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything is everything's on my side. Everything's going the right way for me, and I make the I make the number one mistake you don't do: leading a heat, getting priority or take off, <laughs> take off on a wave mm. that you don't need to take off on, you know, with five minutes left. Or the absolute thing that it it just I just I don't know for whatever reason he paddled for a wave that wasn't even good. I take it, lose priority, boom. As a veteran, just yeah. schooling you right there. He schooled me. Yeah, with like two minutes left, bomb set comes. He gets he gets the bomb. I don't get it. He wow, ends up taking me out. I would have been the quarters. Against, but, yeah, I would have been against Slater in the semi. 
Dang. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like it's that it, close. And your home break, too, is like so much pressure. And so here, here's the kicker of that whole thing, what I, what I want to say is Kelly Slater was in the heat prior to me, and he advanced in the quarterfinals. He's coming in on his belly. I'm paddling out. He veers his way over towards me. To vibe you. No. He says, you got to win this. That's what nice. he says to me as I'm paddling out. And I push under and I'm going, holy shit, dude. Wow. He wants to compete against me. Wow. In my yeah. home te- in, in the, against my home crowd. Yeah, he does. He wants me to be, That would have been cool. I was like, oh, I wanted that so bad. But that probably psyched you out, though, too. It made me so nervous. Yeah. And so... That's a like, Jedi mind trick. Right. Like, it flustered me. He probably said, yeah, no, I just want to compete in the, underneath. I like, mean, yeah, why would I want the local? He, he yeah. you, you might think... And maybe yeah. you're thinking the right thought that yeah. he wanted he, to compete against you, but he probably wanted you to mess you up in your head. I got Munga Berry. I don't want to Because it's your home break. Yeah. Yeah. He'd rather have somebody like Munga Berry to surf against. You never know. Because well, you got to ask him. Who would you rather surf against? Munga Berry or d Yeah. Munga Berry. Yeah. Munga Berry sucks. Well, he does pretty good. Not even. He was on he does, fire. The bottom line was it was yeah, it all came down to local yeah. that mistake, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now you're pro. Uh what were your like contract? Were you like getting paid? Who were yeah. you getting paid by? Yeah. I mean back so there was multiple. I mean prior to that my first sponsorship was Rusty and Body Glove. That were your pro contracts? Yeah, were my okay. pro contracts. So and what were they? And they went. They were well. Good? And they were okay. Yeah, I was just getting, dude. I was just getting by. It was just enough. You know? Yeah. Back then, you know what I mean. Was Rusty just stuff. boards, or was it clothing and boards? Boards or? and clothing. Okay. So they were my main sponsor, and then Body Glove came on too, wetsuits, and then I had um, Arnett sunglasses came on. Nice. And then that, but they were brand new. Yeah. So they were a brand new company. So everything though was was. Was just to get me into the events, pay me just enough to live. Yeah. You know, I wasn't even near, I mean, let's just say, you know, $30,000 a year was what I, what I remember. Yeah. And Which was then, good, but not like, you know, but when you, to, yeah. but when you've spending a lot for traveling and overhead and. Yeah, you're just getting by. Yeah. So. And, um, but I mean, that's your salary. I mean, you're, yeah, you're probably making another 30 in contest earnings. But you're also yeah. But you're spending, spending the, the yeah. thirty. You basically wash away whatever whatever you're making. Whatever you it, contest. Contest typically the average averaging twenty to twenty five, you know? And that's pretty much what you spend traveling. So yeah. That, you wash that away and then boom, you know, you figure it out. Yeah. But then, but then there's you no could travel get lucky fun. No. You could get lucky and win some event though and also boom, hey, yeah, ten grand, you know. It, was it like did you have like bonus structures too? If you like final, the you know match it or whatever. Yeah, there was always there was always the photo incentives for the magazines and the contest incentives. Yeah, but it was always yeah you either had to give like covers, center spread, or something big to make it. Did, did you focus on getting magazine or video so coverage back then? I like wasn't. The, I the wasn't surfer magazine cover over here. I dude. wasn't focused on any of that in, until yeah until I really realized that there. That's where I needed to start going in that direction. I could make money doing that. So it didn't come, though, until 
after being on tour. So I never was really a photo guy or even looked at the camera that much. I mean, I was getting photos taken and whatnot. I'm trying to a little bit here and there, but I was super focused on, on... being the competitive, competitive surfer, yeah. yeah. But if you're not hitting all these events, then it's like, okay, well, how do I yeah. spend my time and my money and, and right. try to get some in? The yeah, because that's when the momentum generation start really started playing a big role, and it was you know. But he had good, you know. Again, you had sponsors that yeah. advertised so, in the magazines, and if you, you know, yeah. you had a good shot, the, 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 you know, it, it was going to work out eventually. You know. Was, yeah. So uh, when did counterculture? So counterculture came in when I when I made the tour. Okay. And they were they were brand new too. I mean they were a new company. Yeah. Just coming up. Counterculture and then I did switched from Rusty, left Rusty, and went to Counterculture. Still rode for Body Glove. Started riding Spider surfboards. Spider for a year. Yeah. Spider was a big deal for a while. Um, and that was great. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, things just started happening though fast, you know. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed like, thing. It just did. A month went by, then three months, then all of a sudden you're like, dude, six months just went by. Oh my yeah. gosh, you know. Because for those that follow surfing, they know that you're mm-hmm. like at that WQS grind, right? Yeah. And that's not the the world well, tour. Different than back then it was more. ASP, and yeah. yeah, back then it was what the. It was a QS. Yeah, the World was, Qualifying Series and then the World Championship. Yeah, tour. Yeah, so s- yeah. similar in a way to yeah. it is now, but not now. It's gone all the way to the you know that the Challenger Series and whatnot. But the bottom yeah, line is, yeah. you, you you had to get there. But back then it was the top forty-four, so it was more guys on tour. Yeah, so it was a four, little bit. So easier. how long did it? Forty-four. The format's forty-eight. There's four wild cards or injury reserve or sponsorship slots, whatever. And then every year only 16, 32 stayed, and then sixteen rotated out. So there's only sixteen spots every year. Yeah. Which is again, there was more, but it, you know, you're talking about hundreds of yeah, you know, was, people going for those sixteen slots. So in the in the PSAA QS world, you you were. Pretty so, successful. So I made it. So yes. So in 1994, I was runner up. Bud Surf Tour runner up. Damn. Chris Brown was was the U.S. champion. Yeah. It was co- considered the U.S. Mister Consistent. You know yeah. the U.S. Pro Tour was yeah. the Bud Surf Tour. Chris Brown won, and I, I was second. Qualified for the tour. So in 94 for the World Tour. For the World Tour. And did you do any other international events that year? A couple, like here and yeah. there? Yeah. I mean, I went to South Africa. I think I went to England. I went to Australia for... Because those, you know, those were event. big, big events, like big Well, they events. had big points, yeah. yeah. They had good, good, solid points, for sure. South and Africa how long did that take you? So I was lucky, like I said, the Bud Surf Tour had enough strong points to help guys get on tour really easy. It didn't take me long. It only took me one year. Yeah. Dang. Him? I got on Taylor, Rob, Beshin, like, Powcom. There was, like, they were like Kalani, which was really young, but there was, like, five or six yeah, U.S. guys within that, like, all went, like, on, all went on, on tour. That like Well, Beshin was already in front of everybody. Yeah. Beshin skipped the whole entire amateur deal. Yeah. At 16 really? years old, he goes, I'm not doing any of this. He just went straight to the Bud Surf Tour, and then did some international stuff. Boom, he was on tour. Yeah. He was that good. He was gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't like, I'm doing NSSA and U.S. team or whatever. He just went straight. Yeah, like, he, he just skipped everything. 
kind of like Richie and Potter and those kind yeah, of guys. Yeah. They're like, dude, why would I want to do that? They like got drafted out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> right? Perfect analogy. Yeah. He was like, I'm not going to go play college ball. I'm yeah. going straight yeah. to the pros. That's, that was it, yeah. Yeah, he was not. Yeah. yeah. He's one guy that but you a got lot of people don't talk about, but he oh, was dude. so gnarly. Yeah. He's yeah. so hard to compete against. So, so you make the world tour. Yeah. What What was that like? Like It was... What was it? It was the big show. It was the the big and deal, you know. Did, that you did you always did start your, to. Did your sponsors step up? Oh yeah, everybody was everybody was freaking. You know, yeah. Because there hasn't. I mean, nobody from Huntington has. I mean, I mean, made it in that caliber. That when things change, okay. So there was yeah. the old ASB top ASP. sixteen ASP. It was like very like, you know, yeah, I old mean, school. But Bud Lamas. Yeah, was the guy from Huntington that made it yeah. the highest ever in in pro surfing from Huntington at that time for sure. Yeah, yeah. and then and then I mean, like, well, you know, but like you know, Lloyd or uh, Kirk Tice and, 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 and Bobby and Lockhart and, and Keenan, guys a couple of guys did the been budget. very successful. Yeah, but didn't didn't really no one had accomplished no. what you were no. You, no one made I the ASP yeah. World Tour right mm-hmm. so they had the tour and I was you were the first there, yeah you were the first HP yeah. thank you very much oh. yeah the first <laughs> like, like and in a really short period of time like I said yeah. like yeah. you know he probably dude made that's such a, a two years there was like I said so it goes all the way back to the, what I said it was like you know I can do this I can do this I can do this and then the other th- the other thought in my head constantly was nobody's gonna beat me but me I always told myself that nobody and the more I t- would repeat that in my head the more I would say no one's gonna beat me but me so all I have to do is go out there and do what I know how to do who yeah. gave you those mantras it's just I don't know I just started coming up with stuff I really? just started yeah, he hated Uncle Barry that much. He was like, I'm gonna do this now. I'm just kidding. A lot of it, I had heard the, I had heard that stuff. Yeah, you know, around. Yeah, it could have been anywhere from. But you weren't reading motivational books and doing this all like Jedi mind tricks. To Tom Curran, or it could have been back to keto. I don't remember, but keto did have a have a role in that with having me come and, and I didn't say it, but I, I mean I used to go and have dinner at his house with Tom we would all sit down Japanese style shoes at the front door table on the ground the whole deal dude all the time Tom was so cool and so mellow but it was just, just like, like but just you two with well I, yeah it was just and us Kito and I was Kito invited and to that and, yeah but it was like yeah, yeah see what happened like that <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, he'd make keto would make me eat the weirdest stuff with, yeah. you know, a seaweed wrapped around everything, and I was like, oh my gosh, dude, this yeah. is crazy. But and, anyway, and so you make the the tour, and it kind of quickly kind of comes into almost a dream tour because you got to surf the first GLAN event and so a couple sur- of the other like specialty events that were like new stops on tour. Like it was, you know, is the, the momentum generation was like it was changing like yeah, the whole tour. Yeah. Well, that was the first year that they went. They went from four waves to top three. Yeah, and that that was a big deal. And then they like two years later they went to top two waves, and that was a big deal. Yeah, but that was a change. There's all these changes happening and, and yeah, tightening talk, it up and tightening ta- it up. Talking about like having a you know 
an accolade or a box check that nobody else can do is Beshin had a perfect 30 score at Kira event. Yeah. There's nobody ever that. had three perfect 10s in a heat because yeah. soon after they changed it to two and I think I Slater and a couple other people yeah. had a Chopu or whatever but yeah, like yeah. you know like Beshin had yeah. three I was sitting on the beach watching it all happening oh yeah. I'm going out there in like an hour and a half sure enough the swell died I mean half the, half the size but still yeah. just sitting there watching the stuff but it was awesome dude. so mental get on tour do the events didn't do as well as I had hoped qualifying series again got me back on tour the next year that next year, same thing. I just couldn't crack it. Just couldn't crack it. And what what was your best like result on the CT? Like, did you? Get... I had a couple of quarterfinals. I thought so. I thought you I had... never could crack the semis and finals. Just yeah. couldn't get there. I was getting quarters and quarters and quarters. I'm just like, oh man. And man. I mean, coming from from Huntington or just California or America yeah. is, you know, you go to Hawaii and Hawaii is like the proving ground and. Here it is. I remember, like, your first year at the Pipe Masters is, like, tr- third reef, like, the oh. second reef, the, you know, like, it was the, the biggest bombing. it's been in, like, forever. It was bombing, dude. My first my first heat in the Pipe Masters, Shane, Shane Dory and Richie Collins, you know, competing against one of my friends and me. And it's, like, 68, 10-foot bombs coming in second. Yeah, it was gnarly, dude. It was gnarly. And that was another one of my... Accolades. I won that heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Against Shane Dorian and Richie, Richie Collins in yeah. six to eight foot pipe. Yeah, with bigger That's set, awesome. with ten foot bombers coming through. Yeah. Were you getting I stand up barrels or it was, it was kind of one of those heats. It was a little bit weird. It was a little moving around a lot. Yeah. And it wasn't super super perfect. But there were some good ones coming in. And once again, there was no priority. And you had to be super aggressive, and that's that's what I did. I was super aggressive. Are you comfortable in the big way? I well, I had been there for six weeks, and I had been training, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going. ready for this. I'm yeah. going." And sure enough, like the the thing that got me that win was most most nine out of ten waves were lefts, but there was one set came through, came. I was Shane's on Shane's on one side of me, Richie's on the other. I'm in the center. Flip around. We all flip around, start to go. And all I hear is Shane go, are you going? And I said, I'm going, yes. And I went, I didn't go left. Looked over, and I went back door. Just pulled in, got barreled. Not super crazy deep, but deep enough, and just spit, boom. Dude, that was all it took. It was one sick one, and then a couple other medium. Shane thought you were going left. Yeah. Yeah, as you know, if as, it is all left know, for the majority. Nine or ten waves are left, and you know he was only eyeballing the rights for sure. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> and you know, and you know, I just was once again fell back to the early days. Yeah, just be aggressive, just be aggressive, just be you know willing to risk it. So, so, risk, so risk it. What uh, where where did you get quarters at? Like what events on tour? Like where were the locations? Um, well, they had an event at. Uh, Narabin, the Coke Classic. Mm. That was big time way back North then. North Narabin? That was the last time it was considered the Coke Classic. But yeah, it was North Narabin, and I scored in the round of the 17th. Yeah, I think it was 17, equal 17th. Mm. I had the highest heat total score of up everybody. To the event. Up, well, up, 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 yeah. Or in that round. In that round. Mm. Through the whole 
through the whole period. Yeah, nice. I had the highest. I've looked through all. Oh, the, and that was another thing. You gotta, you gotta always understand. You gotta, you gotta get a little bit of like Aaron Rodgers. You know, Where, what did he score on? You gotta look at different stats and different this and who's doing <laughs> what and. You know, who's where. All these other little elements come into play. And you're just like, okay. And you take it. And you, like and how and how sh- sh- you, much of a strategist. Yeah, strategist well, you do it all in the background. Yeah. All in the background. You don't say anything to anybody. You just play dumb the whole time. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I'll sit over on that peak. But at the same point, you're like, the tide's doing this. The swell's doing this. The wind's coming from this direction. I've been watching for days. It does this. It does that. This band all the things that late all night never did. All these little things. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Dude, it's it is. It's all microscopic, and it all falls. It all circles back to Keto at the surf. God, she taught me always be prepared. And it's Keto son. He he took me down. I was fourteen years old. And we went down to, to the OP Pro after the event is over, right? And lo and behold, there's a guy with his hood on sitting on the beach. It's windy, it's stormy, it's ugly, you know? It's like 6.30 at night. It's Tom. And he's like, Tom, Tom is over there watching the waves. Wow. And I'm like, what? He's like, he's been here for hours. He's watching. You need to pay attention to the ocean. So the ocean will help you. I'm wow. like, what? And I was like, okay. And he's like, always. And he was the one that told me, tides, you know, wind, direction, all of it. Understand which what's happening. So wow. Talk about Zen master and like the art of preparedness. And yeah. and he all he did was take me there and say, look, Tom is. Focusing on well, it's, a, it's and it could be totally different the next day, right? Yeah, but he's trying to absorb. Yeah, yeah. And who has been named one of the guys for Tom Aaron? Kern? Tom Kern. Yeah, yeah. waves. And that's so but, but you you don't see it that you don't see that you don't yeah. see Tom sitting on the beach for hours watching something. You just yeah. see Tom showing up, right? And like you said, you, you're under you're undercover, you're underground. You're not. Sh- talking and saying what you're doing right right you're you're just like but i love the fact that yeah i mean it's our the the whole day can be super preparation is everything in success right Right. without preparation you fail so well i I find it fascinating that keto was like hey this tom's tom and i'm gonna sponsor him because he's tom but he's so intrigued with like everything about him and knows his routines and knows what he does and you know he's analyzing and he's passing that knowledge on like where you know all the other dudes are probably at the bar happy hour partying i was probably over there too but you know like so these guys on the beach you know not surfing but just sitting there watching all all covered up and being all stealth it's It's amazing because i mean it's all about preparedness but it's also about the confidence that comes with that preparedness. Yeah. Well, it's right. A hundred percent. Because because intuition you, and like because putting you, yourself in that not position. Not prepared. That's when nervousness comes in. Anxiety. Anything can come in in a negative way and take you in a direction that you don't want to be in yeah. in competition. Hey, I had this guy in my corner all the time, and D-Body <laughs> used to say, "Hey, go sit over there. Go do this." And I go out, and like you said, it just 
Uh, dude, I don't know. Like that was the spot. Like it's, that's so <laughs> crazy because it's those little things that uh, totally change the outcome of yeah. of yeah. your career. Oh, you know, for like sure. that little but thing that there's intuition too that people don't understand or don't like. I I sometimes didn't act on intuition, and I always go. Like, I should have done that. Would. Like your My gut, gut your, feeling. Yeah, yeah, your gut, your first, and your first. That, I, I believe in that too. There is oh, something about that. Sure. Well, I, because we really... go out in the water lots of times with this, with this. Okay, I'm sitting here, like yeah. Jay just said, and this is I'm catching the, only the lefts and whatnot. But the ocean can play games with you. Yeah. So sometimes you, you just got A, like, B, and C plan and good, or just be like, you know what? I'm just. I feel like I'm just like. 10 feet out of the spot. Let me just... Yeah. And you, yeah. Do, you just nudge over just a little bit. And all of a sudden, like yeah. you guys say, when you say, oh, D-Ball was in the spot. Yeah. I'm just nudging over off of instinct, you know? Yeah. And that's... That, this keto thing, keto something is so... Yeah. yeah. Amazing because he's like, no one knows who Keto yeah. is. Right? He, he helped talk. We know who he is. Yeah. And yeah. the the... It's crazy the importance of what the surf was for you two guys. Oh, for sure. Right? But also Tom Curran and like all the other people. And just like what kind of businessman he was. Because, I mean, he he opened this shop, yeah. in my mind, to, to blow himself up in Japan. Well, right? True, yes. Because he, he, yes. I think he had like but he, a couple more shops in Japan. He, he possibly, yeah. But, but like true. that's like... He but was this so guy, smart. He was. And he also was one of the pioneers behind the camera. Yes. And people yeah, don't dude. know that. He didn't do anything with his film other than keep it to himself and keep it to Tom to or, coach whoever, whoever he's or whoever he's with. And he just, here you go. Here's, here you Did go. Did you ever get Here's that coaching, Lar? Not from them, but I mean. <laughs> well, you know, what times he would just film, right? Yeah. I knew. He was like, hey, I'm going to be at the beach. And then the next day, the videotape would be at the shop, and I'd pop the videotape in, and I would just sit there and watch. I'd be like, yeah. oh, wait, rewind, rewind. You know, there's other guys. Jim All used to film us, and other guys would film you, you know yeah. what I mean? And help yeah. you in the filming to help your your you know, your know your technique. Yeah. It's all about technique yeah. or improving but your But we didn't surfing. have coaches. It was just like, well, my arms look kind of weird there, yeah. and my foot, you know, like it was just self-analyzing. We didn't yeah. have yeah. people yeah. that... But like, Keto was like Keto was beyond his time. Yeah, in front of it, and he was so calm and collective about it, though. Too mysterious. Everything was full, full Jedi. Yes, yes, yes. He was full. He was like ancient Japanese style. Yeah, you know, like really. Yeah, we got to get him on the show, dude. And, and back then, like I mean, there's there there's not there's much, like there's nobody there. really videoing. If they did, it was just camcorder that yeah. was like ridiculous, and it was you know, and it's super expensive. Like not you know, not many people could afford them. Yeah, and you know, we would go down and you know take turns sometimes, and like I mean, it was not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't get a lot of footage until probably like our shaky late t- t- yeah. teenagers. You would do it. We would do it. But you know what? What you're talking about? Yeah. We, it actually, but it, it it helped us along the way. For oh, sure. Just sure. learn a, a lot of different skills. Yeah. I, re- I remember yeah. on Southside Southside Shore Break, and you know, I think you know Slater did like a, a reverse, and we were all like trying it, and I remember yeah. doing this like backside like first reverse like backside in for, like 
as you're trying to one up your friends and show off or whatever, and I remember doing one, and I'm like, T-Bar, did you see that one? Like, I spun around, I made it, and like it was yeah, just like, you know, like when you're kids and you're just you're just trying to push every, yeah. you know, yeah. you're all pushing each other. Yeah. But it was just like, man. Okay, so so here here we go. I'll, I'll I'll quickly wrap it up for you. So finish finish off my short two years on the on the WCT. Didn't didn't qualify for the third year. Didn't really try to be on to the at the end. Was having some some family issues, you know, small kids, fiance, like, young child, things at home. But then I so so I continued on doing WQSs. Um, at home, they they no longer had the Bud Surf Tour, but they had a Clarion Surf Tour, which was the oh, yeah. U.S. Tour. Yeah. And then and and that year, that year I had actually won the whole series, but it wasn't in a big deal because it wasn't the Bud Surf Tour. You yeah. know what I mean? It was Clarion, yeah. or so it was something else. But and, but prize money was good. It wasn't as good. Yeah. It wasn't as good. It was still. There wasn't as many decent. events. Yeah. It was shorter it, period. Yeah. It wasn't, but it was still similar events. Like there's Santa know, Cruz, yeah. and I think there's Pismo, and I don't think we when had HB. Low, we didn't know lowers. No, there was no HB by then. Um, there no Malibu, no no no, like and, no seaside, no. There might no, be there an there oceanside. Was seaside and oceanside, yeah. but that was and maybe it was like I think we had to go to like Imperial Beach or something mm. weird. But anyway, the bottom line was it wasn't at, it just didn't have the the big show, the, the big bang that it had before. And then, so that was what ninety eight. So it's continued to do some more events, but that year, but actually, I will say this: that year, though, I did focus on what I wasn't focused on before, was getting in front of the camera. I was, I was finally at that point where I'm like, I need to get in front of the camera. I gotta get, I gotta get shots in the magazine. I gotta get shots for for all these sponsors I have. And lo and behold, boom. Previous year, I'd become friends with Mike Balzer, one of one of the great photographers of the time. Yeah, and sure enough, bam! One day, it just so happens, the lighting's right, the timing's right. You know, everything happened, and I end up on the cover of Surfer Magazine. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, in in a crappy small, yeah. perfectly lit closeout barrel at. Dude. At Manhattan, Manhattan Beach, yeah. perfect. You know, <laughs> hey, we all got photos there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. to tell that story, real, just real quick, was I had caught in multiple waves, and this wave was—I took off on a wave, went down the line, it closed out. I kicked out the back. I'm paddling back out, and two or three of the other guys are in position that were in, you know, out in the water. This wave slid under them. I flip around without even without even a paddle. I didn't even get to paddle. I literally flip around, throw my board down, stand up as fast as I can in the position, barrel position, and that was it for like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Photos. Was that your first cover? Yeah. yeah. And my only co- cover of surfer or surfing, you know, I didn't get in, in surfing, but yeah. there were other magazines, but that was the big one. Yeah. But yeah. to but to have that moment where you where right. you you catch a wave and you and you don't succeed, you turn around, you're paddling back out. It wasn't watch two yeah. guys miss the next wave, and you turn around without even you know what I mean. Yeah. But you know how it is to flip. But to them. get yeah. again that, going back to the photo incentive stuff, and to get yeah. a photo, a cover shot, and hoping your logos are even visible to get yeah. that like reward. It was looking crisp. Straight down, yeah, crystal was, clear. Every, every logo was like not even like the yeah, not a drop out of spot. 
Every, everything <laughs> everything fell in into yeah. I mean, it was like the painting. Yeah. You know, it, it just all happened for me. And, and yeah. Balzer's done that many, many times. And that was oh. that was counterculture was was visible, perfectly visible. Vans, I think Spider, Arnett. I mean, everybody was. Yeah. It was like bam. You're like, I just won the line. Just won it. Yeah. Well, I just won a, a Clarion event. <laughs> I just won an event. Yeah. And and yeah. And you know what's crazy? The ball like that cover. You know, how many magazines covers are there that have ever been produced? You know, probably under five hundred. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. No, you're talking like Surfer yeah. magazine. How many well, covers well, of Surfer magazine? Oh, I mean, well, twelve I can, times. 30, I can tell you later, but I have years? it at my house. Yeah, I have the whole list. Yeah, of the fifty but years. Fifty years of Surfer magazine. Yeah, so twelve a 12. year. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So maybe six hundred. Well, times yeah. times it up right there on your computer, well, bro. Yeah, right. Yeah, tw- twelve times. Twelve times 50. fifty. Yeah, but but Surfer magazine wasn't always twelve. Yeah. Uh, before it was like bi monthly. We could have, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. So let's let's round it down to five hundred, like I said. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but, I, and I, then I they don't have them anymore. No. So you're, you're emblazoned that. in the history books. Yeah. yeah. You're on microfilm in some libraries, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's that was amazing. You know what I mean? So like, going from being a very, very competitive oriented surfer yeah. to all of a sudden and on top of not just the cover, I mean I was getting center spreads, I was getting other mag shops. I was getting yeah, all you're putting ads, your time yeah. in in front of the and, photographers instead and of the then all of a sudden I'm getting you know, counterculture's running me in centers all the, all their ads, and Body Love's giving me more ads than I've ever had. Then Vans shows up, and boom, okay, boom, you're the guy. Is like I had like two years of, of photos, yeah. Uh, you know, f- magazine shots that were that's and, all it was. And were you were you paying attention to what Lar was doing too? Like, and yeah, Lar because Lar was just Lar, yeah, Lar. Was a photo slot. He was Lar a surfer. Right, well, so Jay had been doing the QS. But Jay had sucked at had it. Gone into the <laughs> well. I, I just again, it was eight events, eight results, yeah, and I got boasted a couple and, times. And Jay know? had, but Jay had like that. I said, sucked at Jay it. got to go have all the fun. Yeah. With the guys doing the videos and the photos. Yeah. And that's the fun part that yeah. I missed out on. Yeah. And I always go back on. God, I should have went on more video stuff because I was always it was either photos or contests. But and the video thing was a big deal. But I was like. For some reason, I wasn't focused on it as yeah. much. But you know what? Well, Jay did. Dude, Jay got the cover of Surfing Magazine. Yeah. Jay, you did. Won, Jay won an event at Lower Trestles. Yeah. With we the, know all that. We don't. I know you guys do, it. but you know, I beat Wardo and Dino and CJ. He won like ten thousand dollars. He won ten. Yeah. It was a huge purse. Yeah, huge. Ten thousand dollars in his pocket. You know what's funny? When you're talking about like earlier, and you're like, you know. You were, when you're analyzing, you're like 10 feet out of position. Oh, I got to move over here. And that day, you know, you get over the hump and you're just, I was focused, laser focused. And I go out into the final and I knew the tide was coming up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pull these guys off the peak. And I paddled out way farther than I should have. And then they kind of drifted out and there was no waves coming in. And then I paddled in and sat on the inside and the set came and they all just barely missed it. And I caught it. Yeah. I was like... 
How did that? And you know, I opened up. I opened up like an ace something, and I'm like, how did that just happen? But like, that's I was on. I, I, was on I know beach. you were. Yeah. I know, but that's that magic of. But that was like, oh my god! Like, why can't I do that? Feeling, <laughs> but that was a feeling too. Yeah. You felt, or you, or you, you pre, you, yeah. you kind of visualize like, okay, this can have A, B, C. I got two different, yeah. three different things going on, but this is what I feel, or this is what I know. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. whichever way it, it goes. It rarely happened, but that, I was, I was stoked that happened that day, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it was. You, you actually engaged in, yeah. in, in that, Knowing. and you said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do X, and then I'm gonna do Z, and then I'm doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you, it was, for it sure. was, then that falls right back into, like, an actual, you know, competition program. Like, okay, yeah. you know, like, and boom, but the ocean just, it did it. But yeah. but he got off to work and like, we did some like photo trips and like, hey, like, let's go on, like, let's, we you know, we have photographers, let's go on some like, you know. Like, Is that that big, we went to Max, dude. Yeah. We went to Puerto Escondido and everybody goes searching dude. for that photo. Uh, I'll be like, posting this shot of Deba that I guess late night called him into and it's a solid 20 foot. <laughs> It's, it's, it's solid, massive, twenty yeah. foot. But I wasn't prepared for that wave. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in the like. Any of us would have gone because the beach is lit up. It's like the North Shore. Like there's like tons of photographers. Were like, we got it. You know, there's twenty ready. guys sitting. At you got to be selective. And Deba was in the spot. I'm all, dude. You got you know like. Are you just when people start following, yeah, and you hear, and then you hear Lark go. Oh! <laughs> You know, you, have you, to know go. you know that's his voice yeah, out yeah. of everybody, and you flip around and you just drop in on a wave. I'm like, I hope he didn't die. Holy shit! Like this is a big <laughs> wave, you know. But you don't think you're not really no, you're, you're not thinking because everything's happening. It just happens. Yeah, you know, it's motion in the who, who, it's just Did Balzer shoot that? Who shot that? No, like, no, Balzer wasn't down there. That was because else. I'll throw him under the bus again. Like so, he's such an incredible photographer, and I went down with him one trip and you know we planned another trip and I bought his ticket. I bought him a ticket and he didn't show up. He's like, oh, I had some other stuff come up. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe I'm just like, you know, but that's the, the things, you know, you're, you're trying to organize yeah. trips and you know, getting the photographers down. Yeah. Like, he, and he was the photographer. And I'm like, dude, you show up, I'll, I'll buy your ticket. Like we are, you're gonna, you know, like I was making good money. I'm like, I don't even care. And we can just figure it out if we get shots later, you yeah. know? and. Uh, he didn't show up, and I was like, and he's super so bad. This trip, it, but. this trip, though, to to put it into perspective, Jay and I stayed in a hotel with no AC, Ugh. and it's like 102 degrees. Okay, so bad. Nighttime is like 90 degrees when it's scorpions cold, everywhere. You know, Puerto Escondido. <laughs> There's scorpions everywhere. The beds are basically a, a, a horrible mattress on the ground. We yeah. have these fans that don't even work. We're, I mean, we just, we were doing it though. You yeah, know, okay. we're, and you know, you have like, time of your life. Yeah, so. time, time of Just don't drink the water, whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Brush your teeth with a bottle of water. Like, that's the whole thing. Just don't drink the water. Dude, the waves were, for like days, we were just pumping and good. Pump. Dude, yeah. it was big. Dude, that's Very too big. That's too big. It was big. And we were yeah. under gun and the whole thing, but we were doing it. We were going, we were charging it, we were in yeah. it. And it's and it's one of those things when you and your friend when you challenge each other in a way and other people that are there yeah. and you go well if that guy can do it I can do it yeah yeah you, you want to go down it? Like, and get 
photos. As much as your heart is in your in your throat, dude, yeah. you, you still you you just yeah. I'm getting sweaty palms just thinking do you about have, it. Is that like nowadays? I wouldn't paddle out. I wouldn't do it. Not my, not now, not my age. But back then, you're like, dude, you're in good shape. You're young, and and you're challenging yourself. Yeah. Like if you're trying to make a name for yourself. Well, you're just it's you're. This your is your job. job. Once again, like I said, when you're out with the peers and you got cameras, nobody man, that's can your job. beat me. You're, you're kind of except you're kind of stepping up. Yeah, right, Lark. Yeah. Nobody can beat me but me. So that was Why the, doesn't know that, that was the mentality. <laughs> I, but we, I would repeat that even yeah. in free surfs like that. When the waves are big, like I remember being out at sunset one time and it was freaking huge and it was massive, dude, and almost closing out. And I'm like, nobody's gonna beat me but me. Only me, myself. Love it, diva. As yeah. scared as I was, I never was a big wave guy. I never really liked big waves. I still don't even to this day like really big waves. You know, I would never. Yeah. I love Mavericks and stuff. But, but, but the you know what? But you the tactician that. of like understanding like nobody's catching, especially at sunset or or even Porto. Nobody's catching a ton of waves. Everybody's super selective and you know and yeah. playing their games. Even the the good like the hard chargers, they know. They're like, hey, if I break my board. You know, everybody's being very selective. And then if you're in the spot, everybody's hooting you and you're going, you know? So it's kind of like you're prepared, but then you're yeah. you're kind of like ho- hoping, oh, I hope it doesn't come to me or, yeah. you know, like whatever. And then it comes to you and you're like, you're, yeah, you're, you're hooting everybody yeah. in well, regardless. Yeah, and that one wave was one of those ones when there was multiple guys sitting out yeah. in the spot. We were all shoulder to shoulder and we all turned around, but... Then all of a sudden they stop paddling and everyone's like, go, go. And you hear you hear those voices. And when as you start paddling and you notice to the left, to the right, nobody's next to you, it you're on. Yeah. You know? Because if you don't, and then you're the you, laughing stock and you won't well, live that down. Yeah. Well, it'll, yeah. It'll hurt you, yes. right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. When you land That's on the beat. That's happened to me. But, but anyway, it's, but like, it happens sometimes, though. But you'll see guys charge, and, and, and you think they got shots because you never know the turnout. Nobody's got a, um, like digital, digital back then, yeah. and you don't know. And, and some guy gets like four or five good ones, but they're, you know, whatever. And then those photos don't turn out. And then the one guy that sat, like Todd Morcom, for like three hours, he had his mind set. I'm like waiting for this I'm one peak. I saw way. it come in. I'm, and then, you know, three hours after everybody, he caught the one, and he got a killer shot. And it's yeah. like... You know, sometimes you got to just stick to your guns. Like, you know, he's, you know, D-Ball's mentioned about, like, I just know. But at the same time, you're like, I just want to catch a couple well, of win. You yeah. Know? Sometimes just you're, just, you're out yeah. there just, you're not even thinking about the cameras, too. Sometimes you're like, hey, I just want to get a good wave and get barreled, you know? Yeah. But then there's the guys like Morgan got a cover of Surfer Magazine from the day we were out there, from what we're talking about. And that was... That was one of those things, but he he was focused on the angle and the wave, the direction yeah. for the photo. He probably sat there the night before and watched he, it. Probably. One D boss said we were all we were, we were all yeah. undergunned, and he was on like a freaking like Mavericks gun. He was on like, like how, what are you riding? What are you riding that? We're like, riding wow. like these. Thinned out, seven twos and seven six. They're so thinned out and (laughs) rockered out, and we no, no, no business even being out there, really. But we just were doing it. So, so we're at the tail end of your, your. Well, you were off the tour. Yeah, you're trying to be a. So now, so now I'm realizing, like, hey, you know what? You either have to travel the world to make money, which I didn't really want to do. And then at the tail end, I was like, you know what? Came up that um, well, so so I took on, a, I got offered a, a, a job 
to be a, a loan officer. You know, one of my friends was making great money. Real estate was booming. Yeah, Jeff Roy. Happening. It was all going down. It was all happening. It was great, right? So I was part-time pro surfer and part-time, you know, loan officer doing doing that whole deal. And then a few years after that, um, Seth Matson, who owned the HB Surf Series, was was you know wanting to go a different direction, and ended up taking over the HB Surf Series, which was a pro am surf series just in Huntington, but a surf series, uh, an event of you know mostly amateur. But then there was the he had a pro junior division, and I turned it into a pro am division when I took over, and I ran that for four years. How many contests did you have a year? Uh, typically four or five. That's killer. Yeah. You know, and, it was and a there good was series. And, and there was good money. I think winter was like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, we had two thousand dollars. Two thousand. Yeah, anywhere from a thousand to two thousand. What's that? Where would you hold the? Events? So the events would be anywhere from south side of the pier. We had Ninth Street and Golden West. You know. Yeah. Uh, but only HB, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, the pro am division. There but it brought everybody, all the California pros, because again, the Clarion and the there was were starting to. It was yeah. gone. Those were pretty much. There's like, no PSA. There was maybe a couple events. Yeah, but everything had kind of dried up yeah. for 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 making money as a pro or a local Locally, pro. Yeah, yeah domestically. Thing. And so I was trying to de- develop that even further, and unfortunately, we got caught up in the whole, you know recession thing with the with, you know with the real estate going down and sponsorships, but it was sponsorships exactly yeah. 2008 2009 2010 there was just just wasn't there but but the HP search series it had like Taco Bell as a like a, a main sponsor Del Taco was or, oh, sorry did I say Taco Bell I meant Del Taco Del Taco sorry, was way off on, dude. you know <laughs> hey you know I'm so sorry but you know what it was, it was you know they were outside but it was great yeah. they were great and we had but they were a great partner yeah. yeah they were a great partner and, and they were really into like you know, being a being a part of the community. They so did it. Cool. They had an air show division. They did an air yeah. final. Yeah, we had all the things. We were giving money, and we were trying to emulate the Bud Surf Tour in a smaller version. You know, yeah. we're trying to give out you know yeah. twenty five or thirty dollar you know heat wins or whatever, and little things like that. But yeah, the bottom line was, hey, you know, I, I dipped my my toes in a lot of a lot of different things, and now I all the way fast forward to two thousand twenty two, and now I'm a pool man. <laughs> Yeah. The best. The, the best. best. Cool, man. That's my wife yeah. over yeah. there. Yeah. April. The, know, boss, the boss approves. So, you know, I went into, after that, I was in, you know, I was in sales for a long time, being a sales rep and doing all that. Yeah, you, were, you worked in the surf industry doing a, a yeah. couple different sales positions yeah, yeah. and Astrodeck. I did Astrodeck. Yeah. The Fletcher's. That yeah. was, that was a unique ordeal. That was great though, actually. Yeah. That launched me into like actually wanting to really be a sales rep, but, um, dude, it was, it was hard. There's hills and valleys, right? Yeah. In being a soldier. Yes. You guys, that's what you guys do. Trust and you me. And you know. Yeah. <laughs> hills and valleys, at some point, I just, you know, and, ha- and sometimes having having a boss and having pressure and having, you know, spreadsheets and everything you got to do, I was just like, it just I'm wasn't doing me. It. <laughs> it wasn't me. I was like, you know what? I want to be my own boss. I want my own, I want to, I want to control my destiny nice how do i do that american dream right here yeah how do i do that i have to own my own company my own business yeah and and i had an uncle-in-law that was selling his pool route and i went out and i saw what he had done what he was doing and what how it goes so you kind of interned to kind of see if you liked it you know kind of test it out and kind of shadow what he did my first impression was like no way in hell i'm doing this wow no way you're turned off that quick i'm not doing this 
I'm not cleaning show you the spreadsheets and doing all the stuff. And until he he says, "Hey, man, it's so we start at like 6:30 a.m., which was ridiculous." Okay. <laughs> and, but then it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. On you know, I've gone out with him for a couple days. He goes, "Hey, how many phone calls have we gotten?" And I said, "I don't think we've gotten any." He goes, "We nobody's called us, have they?" I go, "No." And he goes. How many people have we talked to? I go, maybe two or three. I'm like, dude, that's it? He's like, this, you, uh, it's all you. Wow. He's like, get your headphones or whatever. He's like, dude, but get used to it. You're not going to see very many people. You're not going to talk to very many people. But guess what? But it's a great living. You are in control. Yeah. 100%. Nice. And I was like, dude. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. And That's I'm out killer. Bust I mean, me, yeah, bust my butt cleaning pools. But you know what? I'm and, in control. And, and there, was there was there a learning learning curve? Obviously, like you know, like so you, you, you a, talk about other peers and other friends that have other routes, and you guys communicate and help each other out as far as like tech, yeah. tech stuff. So there was a, a everyone. Th- oh, cleaning a pool, no big deal. It's it's way more technical than anybody thinks. Especially mm-hmm. nowadays. Way more into it. Yeah. Lemon yes. thought is like, I don't need a pool guy. And I'm like, oh. There's oh, way more, yes. So, yeah. Oh, me. Mr. I don't know what's wrong with the light. I mean, maybe light bulb. What? Yeah. How do you change How that? How do you do that? <laughs> hey. Why are you guys getting lube driver right from my wife, bro? She what's knows? a Phillips head? She I already knows understand. that. What's Phillips? Who's Phillips? <laughs> hey, I'm just glad my brother lives closer to you guys than I do now. Because we get some better the calls now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. No, it took six months just to just to understand the basics. Yeah. It took a whole like year and a half to really understand. Well, for well, sure. And, and all the technology. And then you got a whole entire. Yeah. You got a pool. Every single pool you go to it's has its own personality. Uh, and then you've got and then you've got customer personalities you got to deal with. But then you've also got automations and communication and yeah. all this upgraded systems yeah. and so there's this whole other world of like you know tech stuff going on you gotta learn a lot yeah. so you take these courses or online things and you just figure it out and then yeah and number two you when in doubt call call the other pool guy call a friend yeah call a friend phone a friend yeah. hello hey. hey you know hey. hey dude this is what's going on this is what I got what do you think you know, and half yeah. the time I got, like, a, hey, I got a, I got a Snickers, I got Baby Ruth at the bottom yeah. of my pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a, if that's a possum or an inflated squirrel at the bottom of the pool, but it's it's an animal. Oh, I don't know what wow. it is. And that happens. I don't know. Birds, whatever. Dude. Well, you know, that, that, I mean, again, like. To own your own business and, and it's a you great know, American dream for sure, and to you know have a route that you know you, you're so busy you don't need more business, but of course you always do need business because well it's always good to have always good quality business. But it, it but it, it comes back to you know being able to juggle family life, surfing you know, yeah. and 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 doing what you want to want to do. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, money's money. It's you money's know what? great, I, I, but but if you're just working for money, then it's like, ugh. I don't surf as much as I I'd like to, but at the same time, I'm you know I'm the one in control. So it's and I'm making more long, money more money than I thought I would ever make. What year? Which is great. Into it now? Are you four four, four years, years in? 
but it feels like 10. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It feels like a long time, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've cleaned... Dude, I've cleaned, like, 500 filters. I mean, I've cleaned thousands of pools, you know what I mean? Yeah. A thousand times more. You know, it's like... Some of these pools I go to, I'm like with my eyes closed, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm well, just, that's, so, that's the thing. I I think though, you you created. I don't know, man. Like, that's a great American dream, having your own business and having no boss. I mean, in that, yeah. not aspiring or or dreaming about being a pool guy, just kind of like, oh, you're selling it. Let me find out. You know, like I love. You know, the fact that you just kind of stumble upon it. Yeah. And, it, and, and now and now you're like. And that's what we love talking about to yeah. to our listeners is you know you always sometimes have this narrow vision oh I'm gonna do this and check off the boxes I'm yeah. gonna be here and you get thrown curveballs yeah. and the curveballs are down. kind of yeah and then it's like whoa that was actually like meant to be like that's a killer curveball well, yeah you, you create it created that destiny you know in a way yeah like, it wasn't there and it it, it the opportunity came and yeah. I, I first thing was. No, no, no. And then, then when when you actually let the door open a little bit, and you look inside, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay, actually, this is. It's. I got. I got. I got. I got another trip I wanted to bring up because we've done a bunch of trips together, and yeah. I'm like, okay. So yeah, by so the way, so Jay and I. So Jay, Jay's house, his original house. I lived across the street. Moved in across the street. Why didn't you buy that England. place? Why didn't he buy that place? But, yeah, his apartment. And then Ryan Simmons, who was a pro surfer, you know, at the time, moved yeah. in with me. Yeah. And we had the greatest time. It was yeah. so All fun. of us. We had a good few like years. A year. Yeah. Year and a half together. It was awesome. It, it was, was awesome. That's a great that. street. Yeah. England. England. The compound. I mean, literally, Wyatt Simmons pull up. Literally, he didn't know where to park. Yeah. He just leave his car in the middle of the street. Yeah. <laughs> who's hot? Who's yeah. hot? Where am I going? I the boxing matches that, with, with, the, 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 with the Turners and Nichols and us. I mean, and we like, had all kind. We had. I remember had, the Halloween. Party. We had a Halloween party. That, that was, was awesome. a rager. <laughs> yeah. It was a uh, Cowboys and Indians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was. Remember? Yeah. And remember what? the memory, man. I showed up. That was a great. I showed up. Dane, Cowboys and Indians. I showed up as an Indian, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. I had a turban. Oh no! And I had a a Seven Eleven shirt and a red dot on my forehead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you remember that? You were Indian. <laughs> and everyone was laughing their asses off because they're like, "Dude, this is a Cowboys and Indian." Party. Yeah. <laughs> You, oh, we have some this fun. guy. Yeah, remember so that? I remember the that. Time, I don't. Time, like, before, before kids, before the thought of like ever getting married, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. You're just like, Dude. Dude, we're just having fun. Those but, were the days. But we did we did an Indo trip, and I think we went to Lakey Peak. Did you come? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know another you know video. Doesn't Humphreys was with us. I don't think Benji would. I don't even no, remember. Rizal was with. It was no, Rizal. we went with Rizal and Batet or maybe Marlon yeah. and, and yeah, it was Batet. And, and I just remember we had Chris Cloth, you know, <laughs> and we had Dustin Humphreys. We had two photographers, one from a boat, one that's going to maybe swim, and we had yeah. we had the whole setup and crew. And Dustin leaves all of his equipment inside the AC room. Oh gosh! So Got everything, messy. everything moistened and fogged up. Oh, yeah. He so he's out. Like, 
He's done. Full all of his equipment. Yeah. So he's leaving it outside. He's trying to get it like clean, like yeah. just full no rookies. Right? Because there was, <laughs> it was like, it was, but Russ, <laughs> he was thinking about theft or who knows what the reasoning was. It was like that happened. And then Chris Cloth, this uh, photographer yeah. of Santa Cruz, you know, he's a kind of old school dude. He was, he rented a boat. I remember Chris Cloth. And he was, and then. Oh, yeah. The boat got cleaned up by a set, and all of his stuff was freaking dumb. So he couldn't yeah. get back into the, 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 the Pelican the motor, pieces. The motor, something, okay. ha- yeah, yeah, stalled. Go. Yeah, yeah. Mo- so and he get drifted into the into the impact, and set came through and cleaned uh, him up. You know what? I think Brett Schwartz and maybe Timmy or, or no, maybe there was a, Ryan's what's his name, uh, uh, Ben Ben Knight, and no, the no, flying yeah, squirrel, and um, what's his name? Uh, Anyways, I saw so, Midnight at uh, Jan's a couple weeks ago. I saw him at those guys, were, those guys were in their own crew. They were in a different crew. Yeah. But, but we were you know, there. We were, the swell was going to be six to eight feet for a few days, and the, the conditions were killer or whatever. And then we had like two photographer setups, and it just went to shit. Yeah. Like, I, I, the way, I think I got some video. Like, there was some video, and, and I don't know what movie it was. Somebody was filming, but somebody was filming. But the, but the actual photographers but, were both out. Yeah, Duck-toast. and you had two and I'm great oh, photographers. was there. Yeah, and you had uh, two great Nitty was there. Dude, the both Lewis. Yeah, this guy's got a good memory too. But not really. But but <laughs> yeah, he does. It was freaking like, firing, firing. It's like the peak and like perfect. And we were super, we were super pumped. And I just remember both photographers got. Freaking handled! I can't believe we're tripping. Yeah, and there's not like you know Bali. Maybe you could go, you know, find somebody that has a decent camera. Like we're in the middle of nowhere. Like but you, you lined up two prolific yeah. photographers. Yeah. We had everything set to to get some put yeah, us get some in, in the mag. Yeah, and all the, and, yeah, and yeah. All the and it all just <laughs> crumbled in front of your eyes. You still got to surf great waves. We, we did. did. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But, you know. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I was going to ask a couple more things because we usually wrap up with well, what kind of boards. What kind of boards are you riding? You know, everybody loves talking surfboard tech. Mm-hmm. Like you riding side. stamps. I have once. Uh, so in my garage, I have a stamps and I got Timmy Patterson. Nice. And, and what do you? I've got like a bunch of retro boards. Yeah, I got my MRs that I've I've won. Oh, all the, the ones you. I mean, we've got all, all, all the Surfside seventies. How many? All how many events have you won? Triple Crown or Retro? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You win every single. No, I win every one of those. You've won a lot. I've won. I've won the eighties once. Yeah. Somebody's won it like three times. I've won the seventies three times. After like six or seven times, I haven't won every time. No, I don't win every time. Yeah, he, he's let Most me. He let me win once. <laughs> Which one? Lar- Lar- I won the seventies once. Lar- I, I, I finaled a few times. Lars yeah. final, but the eighties I haven't been 80s able to. Eighties is like, a tricky one. Yeah, I've never had a good board, even though. Yeah, it's hard. Even though and usually the waves are kind of decent there too. For sure. For yeah. Eights. But at the same time, time, we're going, we're falling back into six man heats, fifteen minutes. That's yeah. that's th- as we're older, dude. That doesn't. That's tough. Yeah. That's not our forte anymore. Yeah. No. Not even close. Yeah. You know, we're. I mean, we're pushing our. Uh, you know, upper forties. I'm almost. I mean, I'm forty nine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, you hear that? West, West Coast board riders. D-Ball is going into the fifties next yeah. year. 
You guys are bummed. Dial a bomb over here. Watch out. Yeah. As long as I, as long as my, I can hold it out. Hold up. Dude, how great is the whole the board, board riders? riders club? Is, is great. It's it's it like it's changed a, a whole the whole coast community and yeah, the communities yeah. and people's like motivations and draw and it's just different you know yeah. it's it, just it, especially in the older age groups where, like, the, where the guys have maybe kind of been weekend warriors are now like dude I, I gotta step it up I gotta I, yeah. I, there's pressure the young exactly. bucks are different I'm they're already all different yeah I'm going to Australia for the for yeah. there's an international uh, board riders competition dude, dude. and that's the next month yeah January yes I'm there yeah that's epic dude. that'd be good hey Wave the flag, bro. Just what, are you gonna do? Up, dude. what are you going to do when you get there, bro? I'm just going to ride, man. <laughs> just get out there and ride. <laughs> I'm going to sit on, on the beach of this hood and just, just, out, just get out there and ride. That's you're going gonna to bring out your keto son. Huh? I might. Yeah. But I might dude, not. How? I might just get out there and ride. Because sometimes, that's the other, as you get yeah. older, too, sometimes yeah. it's, already, it's already embedded in me. You know? Like, I just... Oh my god! I know it's like I said. You know the tide. You know the the, the direction of the swell. You know the wind. As long as you know like the three main factors, yeah, you're, we're winning. Yeah, you got confidence. Yeah, and, you, and and then there's this ocean is luck. Yeah, yeah, always, always luck. There's always. Eva, this has been an amazing. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun, and yeah, you, there's you probably know, we're gonna have to kind of. The, Why did she give more pointers to your boy here? I don't know. I think you let him know. down. I might have. No, he didn't. No, not but even. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, you know, you're not even. No, I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. But I, it's like, yeah. you were, dude, like, it's fun to talk about your accolades because, like, yeah. we're, we're stoked that you're our friend. Yeah. But also, like, what you've accomplished in the world of surfing yeah you know like you've done a lot and yeah dude, sure. it's, it's fun to talk about and it, it's really refreshing because we you know we've known each other for years yeah. you guys are like known each other forever yeah. yeah but it's really rad to to hear the way you think yeah. and how how much more of a strategist you are you know like it's I, I try to say I I, I play dumb yeah. constantly. Well, I mean, just but even like yeah, what you do, but I'm really surfing. You're kind of doing with your business too. Yeah, you know. But then I'm methodical about things. Methodical. And, then I, and, oh. and the one thing I will say is is can we talk about a little bit of methodicalness? Methodical. What board? What fins? Yeah, what, what board? board? What, what fin? Fins? What leash? Like, you what, know, ask, what, what traction pad? Okay, <laughs> what, which way do I wax it? Do I wax to the left first or the right? I don't know which. Uh, okay, but then then it can I think be that overwhelming. Might be like anal retention. Yeah, sometimes it gets overwhelming, but the bottom line is, yeah, you, it, it's it's always trying to better from the net, and it always. And if you're not learning from your mistakes, that's yeah. the other thing. Remember that. Yeah. You can learn from your mistakes and take that with you the next time. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're always going to have a little bit of an uphill battle. That's life. Yeah. And on that note, right. wow. Yeah. Right on. D. D. Ball. Jeff. Right on, D. Ball. Death we come through. We'll be back. We'll be yeah. we'll be back again. Amazing. Yes. Uh, Thank you. Peace. Bonsai Bulls, hands down the best bulls. Period. Seven locations: two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bulls, go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. 
clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork, and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.